play that on a continuous loop for the next hour and a half and then just end the episode. Hey, well, oh, everybody. Like with no words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Just, you know, meditation. Yeah, hey, right. everybody. This is Matthew, and across from me is Ryan, and we are the Ungrown Ups. This is episode 72, otherwise known as the 72nd episode, which will be longer than 70 seconds. I hope. I think we're almost there. Yeah, we're getting there. That would be pretty funny. Done. <laughs> bye bye. Done. Yeah. And we're out. Yeah. What did you talk about? We didn't. That was what was so good. That was it. No, it's uh, we're actually squeezing this in between somewhat of a busy schedule. You had stuff this morning. I've yep. got stuff going on this afternoon. And this is the spot that we it's, had to fit. Yeah. And it's been honestly like I kind of timing wise, this worked out perfect. I walked in the door 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Took the dog down. You got him a back pretty good parking spot for Dude, right? Up. Yeah, right yeah. out front. I'm very happy about that because that has not been happening recently. I've been parking the full street over. Yeah. Well, or at the train station. That's where I've been parking is just walking over from the train station. Yeah. So. Well, and there's been, this is fun. There's been a lot of people that, um, I guess they park selfishly, I would put it, right? Where they just, they're four or five feet from the end of the driveway or whatever. So yeah. they're, they're, you could fit another 15 cars on this street if somebody just went out with a floor jack and rearranged things. I'm wondering if, it, if somebody just took it upon themselves and got like a, a template and some paint and painted like the little hash marks on the ground. No, because if so you go down stalls? by the circle, they have those, right? They, they have the T's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they still fuck it up. Really? Like there are people that are literally parked on top of them. Yeah. And I you're like, bro. That's not how it works. How? But I think that would, it may not solve it, but I think it would help. Maybe. I lived in a place where it was parallel parking for a really long time. After we moved out, they got rid of it? A few, no, a few years oh. later, I went back, and they had put nose in. Oh. The street was wide enough you could yeah, do yeah. it. But they had put all nose in parking, and it was it was interesting to see, and to see the number of people that fucked that up. You would think that's even easier. Yeah, but... But it, parking between the stripes, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. Parking is hard. I've heard it, that before. Yeah, the, the, the wise Johnny Lieberman, uh, I think, uses that hashtag I quite a so. bit. Yeah. Why, is he wise? Grumpy. Yeah, but those yeah. two things aren't mutually exclusive. That's fair. I think they're mutually inclusive in a lot of ways. I mean, isn't the Tootsie Roll owl kind of a... Uh, that guy's a wise ass. See? But yeah. Still yeah. wise That's owl. true. That's true. So, uh, interesting news. Yeah, I've got interesting news, too. Maybe not as interesting as yours. No, this isn't... Like, this is just... I'm going to make everybody feel fucking old right at the beginning. Okay. American Idiot. Not the best Green Day album, but a good Green Day album. Yeah. Fair yeah. Enough. 18 years old. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I saw that on something the other day and went, oh. Huh. Like, kind of that full, you know, that shoulder slump moment, like, wah, wah. Kind of. It just... It just doesn't feel like that's old. right. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. 18 freaking years. Did you ever actually own the compact disc? I did. In fact, I may still have it somewhere. I think the 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 last CD that I purchased was Daft Punk. Mm. Really? That's an interesting. Yeah, well because not in a bad way. No, yeah. and and I and I remember I even pre-ordered it online from like bestbuy.com or something and picked it up on music release day which i think wow. back then was on a tuesday yeah, tuesday yeah that was always tuesday well i think was now it's yeah it's, i think it's just whenever i think there's still a day but Is i don't there? think it's tuesday i think it moved to like thursday or something but whatever i know they're like yo 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 thursday spotify boop, 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 boop. yeah i don't think that happens either oh maybe i don't know well built a spill has a new album out that's fantastic by the way 
Okay. Yeah. And then so I am la- not at all familiar with their music, I guess. Great, a great band, but they, anyways, new album out. Uh, that's crazy. They're still making, it's cool. They're still making music, I should say. But I saw the Vandals last night. I saw some concert photos being posted. You went to two concerts I did. So lately. So the last night I saw it was the Vandals, a band called the Skints, who I've never heard of. They're a reggae band, apparently from like a reggae ska band, I, I guess, from the UK. Okay. The Interrupters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, which I, I knew one song, which, okay, I think that's, that's all they really have is just Probably. one song. And yeah. that, you know what I realized, though, while we were listening to them? Boy. They're basically rancid with a lady singer. But the Interrupters and the Vandals? That's a... Yeah, the Vandals, well, Vandals Orange County, right? So, yeah. the, and they're And it's uh, uh, Floggy Molly. Okay, well, so they're all like lineup. they've all played before, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of they Orange County stop. Let's ask the Vandals to play. They're local boys. Gotcha, gotcha. And so it was cool to see. I haven't seen the Vandals in a long time, and like we used to hang out with them. Where was the concert at? Five Points. So only my second time at that venue. Okay, still so kind of weird. Outdoor in yep. temporary metal bleachers. Yep, still really weird. Like just build a venue. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. Like good time. They always put on a good show, and of course it it always ends up being the Warren show with the Vandals. Oh, okay. Um, but so Josh was playing drums and Dave goes over, Dave, the singer, he goes over and he's, Hey Josh, how you doing? You know, whatever. They're like, have buddy, a buddy, yeah, breakdown, whatever. And Josh's like, oh, a little tired. He goes, Oh, I was traveling all over the world. Really wearing you out. All that extra money in your pocket, wearing you down. It was freaking hilarious, man. Uh, just talking smack. Yeah. Cause Josh, for those of you who don't know, Josh freeze is like you, if you are listening to this, you have probably heard Josh Freeze on a drum track and you don't know it. Yeah, he's played on a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, and he tours with everybody he does. I would not be surprised if he starts touring with the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Didn't he play, I think? Yeah, he played at the show. Yeah, in London. Right, but I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes their, their de facto tour drummer. I mean, he's freaking incredible. But does he have the personality? He's kind ta- of like Taylor. Or he's kind of, no, I th- would say he's more like Dave. Dave, yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be interesting. All right, so you saw the Vandals. Did dude, it was decent awesome. Seats? Or did you just buy the cheap seats? They were, dude, $22.50 with fees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? Ticketmaster does that. Uh, they, they'll do sales, um, and they'll do like $22.50 tickets for a, a bunch of concerts. Yeah, Jason got them, and they were super cheap. So that was cool. I mean, they were fine. They're decent. You know, you could see stuff. Who cares? You're just, at that point. It's a small enough venue. Yeah, it's actually 7,500 people. I didn't even know the occupancy. Yeah, I looked it up today. It's pretty small. So even in like the nosebleed right. bleacher seats, you're not all that far. No, you're away. not that far. I think there's what, you know, th- 80 rows or something stupid. Like if it's not that, very big. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, and then so Thursday, this previous Thursday, uh-huh. uh, I saw Iron Maiden. I have wanted to see Iron Maiden since I was like 11. And this concert, I think, had been delayed? Or is this the one that was delayed? It was delayed. Pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's their Legacy of the Beast tour. Okay. And my friend Jason, actually, Jason and Allie saw them, I think, before the pandemic. So they had like a weird break in the tour or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, it is hands down the craziest, most interesting, amazing show I've ever been to. Now, what's the crowd like at an Iron Maiden show? Just because I... Old dudes with long hair and beer bellies. So you kind of fit in? Mm, yeah. You've got long hair. Fuck, that's true. <laughs> you... Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm an old dude, though. Well, no, yeah, no, no. I mean, that part, definitely not. But I mean, just the realizing that you look around and go, oh, these fuckers are old. And you're like, oh, shit, I guess that doesn't mean I am, too. But did you yeah. see, was there young kids, like... Not I like, you know what? I didn't see a lot of young So we went to a bar first. The the opening band was a band called Trivium, who I've, yeah, we looked, we listened to on Spotify and nobody wanted to go see him. Gotcha. So we went to uh, like that Danny Cade's pool hall down the road. Were they pl- playing in Anaheim? 
Yeah, they played at the at the pond. Okay. So we went to the bar first, got you know dinner and everything, yeah, yeah. hung out, and we actually timed it. Was amazing. We timed it so we got there, got in the beer line. Aaron and I went to the merch line, and then sat down, and like maybe five minutes later, they came on. Oh, perfect. So it's perfect timing. Yeah. Didn't have to see the opening band. Um, and you didn't have to sit there and wait for them to change the the drum set and no, do all no. the things, you know. Yeah, but it was weird. So we get there, and the one of the very first things that happens at the venue is we stand in the beer line, and there's this dude that's probably like, I don't know, six five or so, standing a couple things up, and he starts chirping at this guy, and these two guys like almost get in a fist fight over what? I have no idea, literally no idea. And the other guy, he's like, "You want some bitch?" Like yelling at this guy, and the guy's like, "Yeah, I no, want some I beer." Don't. He's like, "I don't." <laughs> what are you talking about? What is this? It was super weird. I was like. And what time of day was this? Like, uh, the think- sh- I think the doors were at six thirty. Okay, so you- it's not like they were drunk at that point. No, well, maybe, maybe it was weird. But at any rate, if you Iron Maiden is the crazy, like it was such an incredible show. Every like almost every song, the scene changed. Okay, they had huge. They had like a thirty foot Eddie. They had. Oh right. Eddie came out as like fifteen feet tall dresses that like from the Trooper album. Oh wow. They had a frick. At one point, they had a freaking airplane. Now, how familiar familiar are you with the Iron, Iron Maiden's Maiden one of playlist? my favorite songs of all time, or favorite bands of all time? Oh, okay. Yeah, I love when I was a kid. The whole of my bedroom. My dad lived at this place in Fountain Valley. Yeah. The whole of my bedroom was Iron Maiden posters. Oh, wow. I didn't know you were that big of a fan. Part of it is just like the artwork draws you in. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I don't like. I was going to say, conversationally, it doesn't come up. Because they weren't like, they weren't like. And they're one I of those things was, that like, it's kind of for me. Yeah, but you were like the punk mode. Oh, I'm a total kid. punk kid. But so that's why the Iron Maiden metal thing. It kind of makes sense, though. Kind of. Kind but of. I, I don't, I didn't picture you being into Iron Maiden. I love the. Like, I honestly don't think I could name an Iron Maiden song. I'm probably sure I know some. Trooper. But I don't know how it goes unless you started playing it and i'd be okay i know that song but i mean like they're the artwork and like kind of the mythology and and like all that drop drew me in the the visuals i'm familiar with right i mean i remember going to junior high and seeing kids in iron maiden t-shirts with their flannel also so i mean that the the visuals like totally agree right right, i can identify with that and i i i can picture like album covers yeah and their artwork that i can visualize but they they were kind of song or melody they were one of those things where like for whatever reason, I can't remember who in my life, like it must have been one of my cousins or something that was super into him. So I kind of got into it and that led to a bunch of other stuff. And then, okay, weirdly like the germs and crass and all this other stuff from there. But that was kind of the gateway into that kind of world of, holy shit, there's cool music. So what kind of merch did you pick up? A nice shirt, a golf polo. No, dude, (laughs) that would be fun. That would be really funny. No, I got a t-shirt. It's one of the tour shirts and I wanted this, a nice necktie. Yeah, right. I wanted one, and my brother-in-law was like, oh, I'm going to get that one. I was like, oh, I don't really want the same shirt necessarily. Just get him his in a kid size. Oh, that wouldn't fit him. He needs like a double X. <laughs> no, He's not a I fat have. guy. He's just a big guy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so uh, I I, ended up, I got a tour shirt, which is cool. But Now, how much are concert t-shirts these days? An Iron Maiden shirt will cost you $50, sir. Wow. If you want a baseball shirt, right, with the different colored sleeves, yeah, the three-quarter yeah. sleeves. The raglan, yeah. 75 Holy shit. I was like, what the literal F? See, and they had a thinking, bunch of shirts that weren't even tour shirts. I was thinking like 40. So 50 isn't 50, a huge stretch. Yeah, but, but that's still a lot. I mean, oh, totally, totally. I mean, I remember most of my life, you go in a, a, mer- a shirt at a merch stand's 20 bucks. But on the plus side, you know the merch money is going to the band, right? Like the ticket- Well, it's weird because it's run through the venue. So I don't know how much they're really? getting. Like my credit card shows the ducks charged me. Oh, no way. Yeah. 
Oh, and by the way, beers now at Staples Center? Or Honda Center? Oh, yeah, sorry, Honda Center or the Pond or whatever you want to call it. 19 bucks. I don't think that's what it is at a hockey game. No, $19. That's insane. That was almost parking. Is it parking park, like 20, yeah. 25, something like that usually? Oh, I don't know. I usually, I Uber. Oh, you Ubered over there? Well, so I Ubered to the venue and then we walked. All right, Uber, sorry, Uber to the pool hall, Danny K's, which okay, is then. down the road. And then we walked over because it's at, um, it's that weird little side street. I know. You know what I'm talking about? You know exactly where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's a fine place. It's weird that it doesn't have windows, but whatever. It's a pool hall. Most of them don't. Now, this one specifically should, though. I feel like it would give it a less rapey vibe. Maybe it's just waiting to flip the switch to a, a strip club. It, dude, it feels like it at it's any the vibe, second. Yeah. yeah. Now, how long did it take for you to get the hell out of there with Uber? Uh, well, no. So when we left, uh, one of the one of the people in our group, there were seven. There were originally oh, they, eight of us going. There were seven of us. So she drove us home. Okay, I got you. Yeah, her and her husband took us. Because I mean, I, I at least I think that's what happened. Somehow you woke up in bed at home and you don't know how you got there. That is accurate, and it's not just me. All right. Yep. And then, but you made it home with your merch. Yeah. Yeah. So have you figured? I've yet to wear that shirt yet. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's the occasion? I don't know. You saving it up for? Yeah, I don't know. I got a couple of new shirts recently. Actually, I got that, and then the boys at Chapman gave me a block party shirt, which was their anniversary deal. Yeah. So I wanted to get one when I was there, and they were just like, "No, we have one for you." Here you oh, go. that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Now, how were your seats at the Iron Maiden concert? Dude, amazing. Because the pond is a nice venue because it's not huge. It's, it's not like seventeen thousand seats or something like that. It's yeah, like, and it's and they when they do a concert, well, typically they'll block off a whole end of it. Right. So the stage is the, the end. Stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were, I mean, upper three. I think we were in the three hundreds. Okay, like above. not not top top, but like middle top. So two hundreds or whatever. Yeah, two hundreds because we were on ground level. So two hundred. Okay. And we were, um, like stage right. Okay. But not. I mean, we were far enough back you could see everything. Yeah. But not so far you couldn't see anything. That's cool. Yeah, and Bruce came out with a freaking flamethrower backpack, and oh, it was awesome. That is kind of the cool thing about metal shows is the They're pyrotechnics. Insane. Yeah, yeah. Like I had a, uh, I had friends go see uh, Rammstein, and you know, I have some folks that went to that show too. And that's all about the pyro and the flames. And all I that stuff. don't like their music. Well, they were German, so I think they did. Oh, I see. Well, the, the people My I know friends that, that were going aren't yeah, German. Yeah. But they like Rammstein. Yeah, I think it's just that. I mean, I, I'm only familiar with Duhast. Yeah, that's yeah, right. pretty everybody much, knows that. Song. Yeah, yeah. What's funny? So, two of the folks we went with this guy Chuck and his wife Aaron, and uh, when we first started talking about seeing Maiden, Chuck was over at my sister's house, and it was Aaron, myself, and Chuck all hanging out, drinking, and talking about music and whatever. Okay. And find out like he's him and his wife are total metalheads, and I was like, there is no way I believe you. Oh, like just they based just on appearances? Look, yeah, like, you're like, there's no way. They drove a Volvo. And they're, and they kind were... of. and they're But they're super into it, and it's awesome. And so that kind of led to, hey, we should see Maiden, we should do, and then we had a, a, yeah, so there were originally eight, only seven of us got to go. That is kind of fun. Yeah, because one of the guys had a whole, like, thing where some homeless dude broke into his trailer and, like, fucked up a bunch of stuff. Oh. And his wife was freaked out because she was like, like, he went, yeah, he went in their house. Like, it was a whole oh, wow. bad news deal. It's quite the adventure. Yeah. So, so anyways, you, I've, I've seen some music recently. Yeah. And it was supposed to be. So last night was actually supposed to be a propaganda show. He got sick. The singer got sick with COVID. Uh, so they tra- they postponed that. So that's where we ended up with the $22 Vandals tickets. Gotcha. The propaganda shows in like sometime next month. Now. So you're going to go to that? Oh, yeah. That's going to be great. Another band I absolutely love. And another band I'm completely unfamiliar with. Uh, do you remember 
I'm well, going to no, say never, no. Yeah, just <laughs> if I'm as, unfamiliar as I was with the thinking, act, Yeah, I was, as I was thinking about it, I was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah, it's one of those things where, again, because my parents being deaf, music discovery was up to me, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's through... Unless you wanted like... Yeah, if I wanted yeah. something with a driving dance beat, but even oh, then, was, I would weird. still pick the music. Right. So it, it was mostly exposure through radio and then satellite radio. Right. And... TV like MTV and stuff of this stuff at the time. So did you did you like rush home and watch Headbangers Ball like most of us did? No, not Headbangers Ball, but like Yo MTV Raps I would watch. Yeah, yeah, that um, was great. I, I I watched a fair amount of MTV, and I think the last time I've watched it was actually not all that long ago, but it was in a hotel room. And I just wanted to turn it on, and it was just nothing but ridiculous. Oh, I was going to say, there's MTV doesn't show videos anymore. No. No. But the weird thing is, is they still have MTV Music Video Awards. So they still have the award show. They still give out awards for music videos, but I have... It's ha- weird to me that people make music videos. Well, YouTube, which makes sense. Right, but, but it's a lot fact- of money for a thing that doesn't have the same visibility but it does i guess it's just not the it's not the same pop culture moment because on mtv it's like you had to watch it when it was playing because you you might not know when it came back on the on the air and it was like watching remember michael jackson did all those like video premieres yeah like like you had everybody would just sit there and just like wait and watch this 12 minute long video of him beating up car up oh yeah i remember watching that like you thought he was in street fighter yeah and that was I want to say that was after The Simpsons. It was like a Sunday night premiere. It was. It was a weird, why is this happening right now kind of thing. Yeah, but it was a it was a total pop culture. I can't even say pop culture wow. moment. Pop that, culture. That was interesting. I'm going to get a culture from my pup. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, it, it is interesting that the music video awards are still a thing, even though MTV doesn't seem to show them. Right. But, uh. Yeah, no, I mean, I I listened to whatever I wanted to, because, again, my parents weren't playing music on their own because they had no yeah. idea what the hell they were listening to. Well, it's kind of, it's super interesting, though, like, them being deaf, like, is there, was there interest in understanding, or was it just, like, the feeling? Like, it's, it's, that's such a trippy situation. It was interesting because my dad really enjoyed feeling um, the music. My mom did, yeah. too, but my mom only liked a more percussive drum beat she didn't like any sort like of she like, like clubbing. Kind of. She didn't like any like rumbling bass notes, like a long oh, lasting yeah, bass right. note, like where just constant yeah. vibration. She's like the the clear impact. Right. And my dad just liked it all. And so, huh. um, yeah, it was it was interesting because back in the day, my parents bought a conversion van. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, I remember telling me right. That. So yeah. I brokered that deal interpreting it as, so, as a seven-year-old so funny you know haggling with the the new car sales right people and all stuff but the the big benefit i guess of, of that van was it had a aftermarket pioneer shaft stereo cassette player in the dash and it had uh pioneer six and a halves in the in the front doors yeah and then in, in the rear quarter panels and from the driver's seat, my dad and my mom could turn it up loud enough. They could feel the, the beat from the door panel. Right. Um, and that was, I think, the first audio system that they were able, ever able to feel the music. Sure. I think the cars they had before that, like there was the Oldsmobile station wagon. And that just had, I think, three and a half or four inch speakers in the dash. Yeah, nothing's happening. But no, right. yeah, no bass, no impact. Yeah. So, yeah. Growing up, I got those in whatever I wanted to. So, like Iron Maiden, yes, I, I listened to some metal, but... I had like Metallica, I had Megadeth, 
I mean, I had all that stuff too. I had, but I don't think I owned any Iron Maiden. I don't think I had an Iron Maiden CD or a cassette deck. I was a big Pantera tape. fan as well. Yeah, I didn't own any Pantera. I, I listened to it. I, I went to the Far Beyond Driven tour. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, as a shit, how old was I when that came out? Twelve or thirteen, maybe. And my my dad's like, whatever, go ahead. By yourself? Or did he take you? <laughs> no, I went with a friend. Oh, like, that's that, terrible. That'd be fun to go with your dad or something like that. You're like, my dad was not going to go to see Pantera. What kind of music did your dad listen to? Uh, what do old people listen to? I don't know. No, he listened to a lot of like. A lot of classic rock and... So like Zeppelin and that kind of stuff? No, more like... Uh, Eagles? Like a lot of Cash, some Eagles, okay. yeah. A lot of like... Uh, oh, man. We listen to all kinds of... Buck Owens, uh, Marty Robbins. Interesting. Kind of high women sort of stuff, but yeah, then yeah. also got into... See, I like, like that old, stuff. old, old stuff. Like oh, I love the high Classic women. country, yeah. highwaymen, like all that stuff, I'm, I'm totally down But with. I don't really look at that as country. I look at that as like... I mean, I guess it is, but it's such a different... It's definitely not pop country, and it's not gross country. It's it's just right. good, it, dark American music. Yeah, like yeah. Um, uh, Murder by Death. Like okay. I think they're a modern sort of band like that, right? They've got yeah. a lot of songs about, and they're rad. They're super driven, really interesting beats, and then it's like that kind of dark country sort yeah. of highwayman, but brought back a little bit. Nice. So earlier so, in the show, we talked that we both had stories to share. You had your concerts. Oh, well, I got more stories, but keep going. My big story update, or my big update is... I found a pair of shorts. I know a couple episodes ago. We Wait, were what do you mean about, you found a pair of shorts? I purchased a oh, pair okay, of okay, short okay. shorts yeah, that yeah. met my, met my uh, def- needs. What do you mean by short? They're not. My ass is concealed. My my balls and everything fit within the shorts. So nothing's okay. hanging out. Okay. Um, they're not inappropriate. They're not inappropriate. I'm not going to be working the street corner in them. Fair. Um, I'm also not going to be getting dollar bills shoved down my shorts probably <laughs> because of that reason. But I don't think that's the only reason. I was looking for a pair of shorts because... Typically, like with men's shorts, I think the most common uh, length, not inseam, but just from the from the waistband to the bottom of the short is about 20 inches. Is That's kind of typical, oh, okay. yeah. right? At 20, 21 inches. And so I've been looking for something a little bit shorter, but finding something that didn't have an elastic waistband and that also fit over my legs was way harder and, than I expected it to and be. And doesn't have one of those stupid liners? Yes. Yeah. And so, like, I, I had gone to a couple stores. I, I picked up a, a, a couple pairs of shorts. I went to Tilly's. I went to, like, Zoomies. I went to a couple of different surf skate yeah, shops and sure. stuff. Tried some stuff on. Uh, some I could get to fit over the, fit my waist, but they were too tight around the legs, so I couldn't put anything in my pockets. Oh, yeah. And uh, some were just, like, just weird cut. Like, I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with them, but they just didn't work. And I ended up stopping by the uh, the Hurley Outlet. And Where is that? It's down in San Clemente. I didn't know they had an outlet. Yeah. At, the, at the Cars and Coffee spot? Yeah. Oh, at okay, the same yeah, spot where sure. they do Cars and Coffee. So Grace and I went to Cars and Coffee last weekend. And after Cars and Coffee starts at about like 9 a.m. Cars start rolling at yeah. about 8.30. We get there about 9. But the, the stores in the shopping center open about 10 o'clock. Yeah. So we did our car perusing thing and then walked over to Hurley when it opened up. And they had a pair of, they call them walk shorts. Uh, it's a category. Sure. I, I can walk in them. But you can walk in, I hate this. Spoiler most shorts, alert. yes. Almost every pair of shorts. Yes. Um, but these had an 18-inch length, which meant that it had like more of like a uh, an 8-inch inseam, like oh. from the crotch to the bottom of the leg. Um, and they had them in my size, and I tried them on, and they actually fit. Like they fit everywhere they, they like needed to. Are they like that chino material? They're not chino material, but they're the H two O dry, so it's like a dry fit. Oh, okay. Material, which yeah, yeah, is like a kind of nice tech material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I picked them up, and 
I want to buy more, but because it was at the outlet, they didn't have all the sizes. I wear a 36 and that was the only pair they had. I have to imagine they're not cheap either. No. And that was what was surprising. It was at the outlet and I guess they were 70 bucks normal. Right. They were down to 49 uh, at the That's outlet. still a lot. So I paid 50s. I think it was like 54 bucks with tax or right, something like right. that for a pair of shorts. What's well, like all those shorts that I gave you yeah. before? Those were like. 40 50 dollars shorts more right? than that yeah yeah that's they're not cheap and those are all hurley things yeah. yeah and those are all still great they're awesome shorts yeah i well because i like the material yes right yeah the material's nice yeah um they don't really wrinkle they're, they're easy to pack if you're traveling and all that stuff um i kind of realized like if i could wear board shorts every day i would i think i would yeah but the the one thing that caught me off guard with these shorts even though they're probably two inches shorter than my typical short is now the backs of my legs come into contact with hot seating surfaces when I get into a car on a hot day. Oh, so you're like a woman in a dress. Yes. Or a short dress. Or short shorts. Or short shorts. And I didn't <laughs> I didn't really take that into consideration. I'm like, oh, this leather is hot. Yeah, you're right. There's There's been, like, some of the shorts I have are fairly short. And when you wear those, you have to definitely think about... Yeah. Like, I, I jumped on a motorcycle just to move it one day and it had been sitting in the sun and that was uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so like when I got, I'm wearing the shorts now. So when I came over today, the, yeah. my, my car had been sitting in the driveway and it's about 94 degrees. You need to get one home. of those thingies. Oh, the, the window shade yeah. thing. I have ventilated seats. So I just hit the button. So it was only uncomfortable. What are you first. driving? A you modern ventilated car? Seats? Yeah. Oh, technology these days. Bruh. I drive a forerunner. There is yeah. nothing about that. That is technology. That's, that's modern. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well no, have, that's not true. You got CarPlay. You got a backup camera. It has, it has adaptive cruise control. Oh, my. That's like straight up luxury. It goes down to like 40. That's as low as you can I set the cruise? stupid like that. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so bad. I did use the hill descent one day, though. On an actual hill or just? No, no. In like a parking garage. <laughs> I put it in four low and used hill descent, which is so bad for it. But I was like, whatever. Why is it bad for it? You really shouldn't run four low on the street, the pavement. Oh, no because of the slip. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, I don't. But you were going all of what, like a hundred feet down a ramp? Kind of. I just wanted to see if I, I might have used it on. I don't like hill descent. I don't find it, it necessary. creeps me out. Like I know how to use the brakes. Right. Yeah. It, to me, it seems like a a gimmick to say, "Hey, here's this button that you're never going to use," but it kind of goes, "Hey, we have this off road capability." I think it's great for people that don't know what they're doing. I think it's yeah. great for the people that are the the mall crawling yeah, crowd. for sure. Just to say, hey, my truck is awesome. It's got hill descent control, but they never leave paved ground, so it doesn't matter. The modes, though, the off-road modes, like, so I was in the snow. This is, what, two years ago now? Yeah. Whenever I went to Portland that one yeah. trip, yeah. So anyways, when I was in the snow, like, I totally forgot I had all the crazy modes, yeah. and I finally turned them on, put, them, put everything the way it was supposed to be, and it was night and day. Now, how many modes do you have? Ooh, like five. Like sand, snow, yeah. dirt, mud. Something like something snow. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's got a lot of different ones, and it's got I mean, locking diffs and the rest of it. So yeah, I, I finally it, I put it in the right mode, hit the diff lock, four low, and it okay. just went right out. Nice, because Toyota makes a pretty fucking good four by four. Yes, yeah. even one that was sold new in 2021 utilizing technology. Is yours a 2021? It's a 2020. 2020 utilizing technology from actually. 2003. Yeah. It's vintage. It is. It's it's modern vintage. Would you call that retro modern? Maybe. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, kind of. They 
I mean, I think that thing's push rod. Toyota must be making almost all of their profits off of the Forerunner because the engineering that it took to build that vehicle. Well, has the engineering been paid was done off. in like 1984. Exactly. Right. And so, like the suspension design, even the mechanicals, all that stuff has been paid for years ago. And so, at this point, it's just the minor cosmetic changes when they change the sheet metal or yeah. do some minor interior updates. Okay. Although they did go from independent front suspension back to solid front and then back to independent. So they did make a change. They tried. Yeah. There are some front, there's some solid but front even then, trucks. That's not a huge Oh, it's, cost not, it's nothing. Yeah. It's stupid. So I've got a, a related automotive story, I guess. Really? I had to do a, a last minute uh, business trip out to Phoenix uh, last week. Business. Business to Phoenix. And I was like, I was just there for Labor Day. And so it was kind of weird. You, f- oh, you flew, I'm assuming. No, I, I drove. It was a road trip. Really? Um, oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, and some, yeah. Of, some of it was because we had out-of-town uh, visitors or sure, actually sure, from, sure. from other countries, and we wanted to give them the driving scenes in yep. the U.S. I understand. Yeah. And so we'd done the drive, and we ended up in Phoenix, and the one thing that's kind of unique about Phoenix, other than being goddamn hot. And shitty. That too. Yeah. Um, Waymo, which is a Google subsidiary. Oh, yeah. You told me about this. Has, I thought this was while you were on your vacation. No, this was oh. this was on this business trip. Waymo has autonomous taxis that are using Chrysler Pacifica minivans that have Ooh. been outfitted with a whole bunch of radar and LiDAR sensors on the roof. A Chrysler Pacifica. Pacifica. I think the reason they chose it is because it has an electronic shifter. So oh, for yeah, autonomous so, purposes, right. shifting yep. is super easy. And I think it's also brake by wire. And steer by wire, so right. it, it's all electronic for the braking, the steering, and brake by wire is weird. Right. So the anyways. first brake by wire car I ever drove was a prototype with a huge red button. Yeah. Well, most prototypes. No, I know, but like button. in this case, where when they didn't tell anybody initially, and then we asked some questions, and oh yeah, this is our first brake by wire car. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I don't nope, want to nope. get in. Yeah. Nope. 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 So. In the, so we we hailed one just for shits and giggles because we're like, all right, we got to go to dinner. So how do you, is it is it its own app or is it just in it's the its, Uber? It's its own Waymo app. Okay. And so I downloaded the app before I was in the geographic area. And that's the other thing is it's geographically limited to like oh, a so small fenced. area. Yeah, it's yeah. fenced within like Phoenix. It's like the Chandler. But it's like a, I mean, that's still a pretty decent area. It's, it's not like a neighborhood. No, no, no. It's, okay. it's several miles uh, across sure, in sure. size. Um, but, and I don't know what the logic is. I don't know if it's, they have to map the roading or roadways or whatever. So anyways, get the app downloaded, get it all signed up. And I hail the taxi. And it's just like the Uber experience. Uh-huh. You, you tell it where it's going or tell, tell it where you're going. Right. And, uh, you hit request a car and it'll tell you how long it'll take to get there. And in our case, it was like six minutes for the, for the, the Waymo autonomous taxi to show up. So then it shows up. It shows up. And my initials are in the front door or in the front window. There's like a digital display. Oh, there's a display. Okay. It had my initials, yep. MV. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I see that. And But uh, how does it know you got in and not somebody else? I don't know. I, and, and I, did you have to press a button on the app that says, hey, we're all in? You could, but there was also touch screens in the car that said, hey, oh, I'm all in. Oh, okay, okay. So if I don't, if I use the app, then it would have known, hey, I'm in the car. Right. But... If I just hit the button, but if there's like four people, how does it know? Well, and the funny thing is, is I couldn't even carry four people. I'm in I'm in a Chrysler a Pacifica minivan. Yeah, just to be clear, I could only carry three people, including myself. So three total passengers. What? Because the front two seats are blocked off. Fair enough. There's a there's a really flimsy acrylic divider between the the second. There's literally row back. nobody in this car. Nobody in the car. 
and there's a flimsy plexiglass divider, so nobody can sit up front, which means nobody can sit in the passenger seat up front. The, the middle row is available, and it's two captain's chairs. The rear is a bench seat in which there is a child car seat in place. No. So apparently they've set these cars up so that if you have a child with you, they can be safely secured in the vehicle for when this they die. autonomous drive. But that's why it's only limited to three adults because technically it's only four seats. Right. And that fourth seat is filled with a car seat. But the weird thing is, is it's not three and a child. It's just three passengers total. Anyways. My, my Wait, hang on. Like you're, My palms are getting sweaty. Okay. Just hearing about this. Like nothing about this makes me comfortable. So uh, you get in the car and... Overhead, there's like this new console, and it's got like four push buttons on it. Yeah, and it's like uh, one is like call. I think there's a help button. There's a start drive button, and I can't remember what the fourth button is. And then above that, there's a small camera, and they you can tell it's a camera, but they don't go out of their way to call it out as a camera. And then the the Chrysler Pacifica has headrest monitors on the front seats. Um, like stock, like the rear seat entertainment system. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not like uh, it's not monitoring you. Yeah, no, no, no. They're just displays. Right. And on either one of those displays, I can hit start drive. And so I hit that button. and then. But if you don't press anything, it just sits there? I don't know. I didn't try. I think we need to. Now we need to go back to Phoenix. So we close the minivan door, and it's it's got the super slow-ass power sliding doors. So you wait for that to close. And then it takes off driving. And... The autonomous driving experience is interesting. I think the our autonomous future is going to suck, and here's why. <laughs> so the the driving experience felt like I was. How in, far did you go? It was a something like an eight mile drive that took twenty minutes. I'm sorry, what? It was through uh, city streets. So oh, you have okay, a bunch okay, of stoplights okay, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So they don't take the highway. It's all surface streets. That's actually comforting. Yeah, yeah. That it was. Way. But the 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 challenges that I had with the autonomous taxi experience is it was literally like I was driving in a or riding in a car with someone who was unfamiliar with the neighborhood and who yeah. wasn't a confident driver. So kind of like a drunk toddler. Or a really shitty Uber driver. So when you're driving Well, because like Tesla autumn, you can tell when somebody's on autopilot. It looks like a drunk is driving yes, the car. Yes, because they're, they're bouncing off the lane like markers. Was it at least like smoother? In terms of lane positioning, yes. Okay. It, it did a pretty good job of just being comfortably within the lane. Yeah. But when it crossed intersections and there weren't oh, lane slow markers, down. it would, no, you could actually feel it zigzag like through the intersection. Like it went kind of left a little bit, then it went right. Oh, that's sketchy. And then it lined up. So that was weird. Yeah. It would back off the throttle as it was approaching a green light. As if, like, it didn't know if it should slow. Like, almost as if it was preparing for the light to turn yellow. Is the... I wonder what tech they're using. And if they're... Are they LiDAR mapping everything? There's they, there's LiDAR sensors on it. You oh, see, it has LiDAR. Yes. You oh, see it's the got spinning, the spinning... Spin. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. It's, it's got spinny stuff on the roof. It's got spinny stuff on the front fender. So, it's got the LiDAR sensors that are spinning and, and taking a look at everything. And on the headrest monitors, it gives you a map view that looks kind of like... Uh, Kind of like a 3D map. Oh, it sort of shows overhead. you the LiDAR view? It comes and goes. Like, it doesn't want to show you the whole time because I don't think it wants to show you everything it can see. Right. But the LiDAR view will kind of come in and out of the map. So you can see it at times. You see, like, it almost looks like um, a bunch of dots. Like, so you see yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. a bunch of dots that right. look like a tree and stuff like that. So 
that was interesting. Did you pay for this? Yes. So that was also interesting. This bothers me. It wasn't any cheaper than taking an Uber or a Lyft with a human driver. And in, so it was. Wait, so you're a guinea pig. I'm a guinea pig. Paying extra. Paying the same price. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I, well we're going to call it extra. Right. Because they're collecting data. Right. Right. And so the thing that was frustrating for me was I had the expectation of, okay, I'm in this predefined area. This vehicle has probably driven these roads thousands of times. Right. It's got all the super data, right. you know, from all these previous drives. And it was driving like a first time driver. It didn't know where it was going. It would, like I said, going through intersections, it would slow down and then accelerate. What about stop it, sign? It did fine at stop signs. But did it stop at the thing? It would slow. Like at the limit line? It would slow down pretty early before and then kind of creep, creep and then stop. And then the other part that was really kind of interesting was the, or actually not interesting, frustrating. Yeah. It stuck to the speed limit. Exactly. Oh, of course it did. So when the speed limit's 40, right. it's doing 40. But and in people order, are flying by you. But in order to maintain 40, it has to back off a throttle. Oh, so it's doing that. Yes. So you can feel the throttle coming on and off. Yeah. Whereas a human driver would. Can modulate the throttle properly. Well, that and they would drive 38, 42. Sure. Like they, it would be a much smoother arc. Right. And they would average 40 miles an hour, but they would go over. Right. And they're not off, on, off, on. Right. Yeah. Whereas because this is going. Although ex- I, I know drivers to do that. Yes. Yes. But this was going exactly the speed limit. So you kept feeling every single throttle input. The biggest challenge I had with the vehicle was it was not very confident in making left turns across traffic. So oh, we were like unprotected left. Basically. No, this was a this. Yeah, this was an unprotected left. But it it's, what? those are sketchy. Sometimes these intersections are protected. And then after a certain point, they go unprotected. So oh, yeah. yeah okay. They start up. The yeah, end. right. Right. So there was. So it's basically two lanes going in either direction, and then there's a left turn lane. So it's at that intersection point, it's three lanes in each direction. Okay. We had turned left, and we had stopped in the first opposing lane of traffic to allow a car to pass us in the farthest right opposing lane going the other way. Okay. But if they didn't slow down and stop, we would have made the turn no problem. So instead, we turn halfway into the intersection, like more than halfway, because we're actually. Oh, blocking. and then so you're okay. Now you're blocking traffic. Yes, but and there's no car. traffic coming. But no, waiting sure, for that one to yeah, come. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But if we just kept cruising through, we would have made it with like plenty of space to spare, completely safe, not at all. So risky. it basically errs on the side of caution to the point of being potentially scary. Yes, because it, it's almost as if yeah. it it's kind of like a first time driver. Right, it right, doesn't know what it's right. doing. The other thing that was interesting is we we made. We were at an intersection. It was a stop sign, and we were going from a residential onto a a major city street. So we're at a stop sign, turning right, and there was a car turning left onto that same side street. That from we, the other side. That yeah. That so basically they were going onto. So the you're street. facing each other, basically, kind of. No, they're perpendicular to us. Oh oh, about oh, I to turn okay, left yeah, okay. onto the road that we were yep, leaving. It. So we had started to turn right, but because they were turning left. The car stopped because it wasn't sure if the car was going to go left or make a U-turn. Right. Whereas a human driver would have been able to say, oh, they're going left. No, I'm going to go right. Yeah, sure. And so that was what really was, was surprising is it was just so apprehensive about moves that as a human driver, I wouldn't have given a second thought on. Like, I mean, I that, understand the need to err 
cautiously. Right, but it's giving the passengers kind anxiety. Of that, yeah, that yeah. doubt. It's like, why are you doing this? It's, well, that's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's scary. So if this is the future <laughs> of... Oh, we're hosed. It's going to suck. Yeah. First of all, everybody's going to go on the speed limit. Then you're going to have all these cars kind of backing off the throttle, being apprehensive at intersections and at turns because it doesn't know what the others are going to be doing yet. Well, remember when they said autonomous driving and connected car would be rad because we could double the speed limit and like it would be super safe because cars know where they're do what they are and where they're doing and they just merge. Yeah. That's not going to happen. If it does, it's going to be like forever from now because it would require everybody to be talking to each other. Like all the vehicles would have to talk to each other. But as long as there's going to be pedestrians and people in self-driven vehicles, that... Yeah, that can't happen. That can't happen, right? Because right? everything else has to kind of wait and see what, what the human does right. in this scene. So it wasn't... I wasn't as... Like, I was excited. And then after I got the drive, I was like, this kind of sucks. I think it's insane that they don't have anybody in it. They did at first. Yeah, I thought they so, still had that. No. Okay. They, I, and I don't know when they got rid of the the, the human yeah. um, override, I guess, because they weren't driving. They were just No, in but the they car. were sitting there going, I have a button to kill this thing. Or I can hit the brake or whatever, right. yeah. Um, <laughs> the student uh, driver cars. Yeah, so that, yeah. Was, that was really kind of strange, was just being in the car. And uh, it, I, 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 I... I mean, the closest I've ever come to that is driving a Tesla. And I've driven a Tesla on autopilot. Yeah, and it's all right. It's fine. Whatever. It's it, okay. It still is gives me massive anxiety. Because yeah. I don't trust it. Right. Right. So I can't imagine. The closest I've come to like autonomous VR like whatever is I started using Uber Green. That's all I got. What's Uber Green? Hybrids and electric cars. Oh, okay. It's the same price as regular Uber X. But it's still got a human in there. So it's just. Yeah, it's a person it's, driving. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah. the closest I've come. And I think last night I took a uh, three. I got oh, a, to the venue. A, uh, yeah, Tesla Model 3. All right. And like, I was like, can I use autopilot? I was like, nope. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, sir. Not I, into that. I played with autopilot. It's. But the problem is, is there's so many different versions of it. Like, some cars and right. some levels of autopilot. It depends and, on what you paid for and like what and hardware the, you have and what build date the car right. is. Like yeah. some versions of autopilot will change lanes when you signal; it'll change lanes into right. that lane. Others won't. My mom's just bounces off the lanes like it's a drunk, drunk. fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah, it's but hers is old. Well, it's older, yeah, for sure. But even, I mean, my stepdad's got. And a by new, now, I mean it's what three years old, something like that. Yeah. My stepdad's got a newer S. Is it better? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. But, and I mean, I get it. There's upgrades and everything else. Apparently, I mean, Blue Cruise is supposed to be the best one. Yes, I've played with that. See, I haven't played with that one yet. I I've, have seen videos. I've, I've played with Blue Cruise. I've played with Super Cruise. And, Super Cruise is the one I'm talking about. Yeah, Super yeah. Cruise is the GM one. Yeah. Blue Cruise is the Ford one. And right. those systems I like better because it's geofenced. It only right. works on roadways that they have either tested or somehow but they, meet they criteria. constantly so they're uh, especially with super cruise they're constantly updating so they have lidar vehicles yeah but they don't right. have lidar sensors so they're constantly updating the maps yeah and changing the geofence aaron got my brother-in-law i told you he got his lightning yeah and He's i have not cruise. he does have it i haven't used it yet yeah um but i have used super or have used the tesla one and i I've been in a car, heard about Super Cruise. I've not I, I done like, it myself. I like the idea of like a geofenced 
it makes top. total sense. Yes. Like if there's an intersection that's tricky or a ramp that's tricky or there's construction, you can't have a car that knows everything without knowing everything. Right. So for it to be like, hey, this is not an okay place. Well, and that's the thing is like, I don't understand why people are using autopilot like on city streets. Because they're like dumb, dumb. Well, yeah. Well, and they, it's because Musk said it's perfect. And they said it's autopilot and it's just, it's you know, such all a the marketing name. and the messaging around yeah. it. Yeah, it, it is poopy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole idea of, this this autonomous future was sketchy and like i don't know if i would have wanted to drink and then you and then get in one yeah so the big question is i guess okay so that's so you would not like you're out drinking you're probably not gonna call waymo probably not because you'll probably just have a horrible experience but my question is if you're sober like okay we're just gonna pop over to dinner yeah would you get in one again i don't know or would you rather just call an Uber? I'd probably just call an Uber. I think it's shit they're charging you. I was surprised because at first I thought it was going to be like either super cheap or right. free. Right. And it was like 16 bucks. It was 17 bucks. It was not any cheaper for. Did you look? Did you pull them both up and look? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was identical at the time. Yeah. That's weird. It, it was weird. But I can say now I've ridden in an autonomous taxi and it. Wasn't all that great. You're st- like, seriously, dude, it stresses me out just listening to you. I'll have to show you the video. It's the weirdest thing. You've seen the steering wheel turning. Yeah. You know, and it accelerates and stuff. And it's at first I was like, oh, this is pretty good because it accelerates good. Sure. Like it's it's a healthy controlled and well controlled yeah. acceleration. But then as soon as it hits the speed limit, then it starts backing off a throttle and it gets kind of all herky jerky. What's interesting is the steering wheel. Well, maybe on that car, but on a lot of newer cars, the steering wheel doesn't even need to turn. Oh, it, yeah. Nothing needs to move. Oh, for sure. That's so weird. In this car, it did. And I think it's probably because of the fact that this car... That's oh, probably... It's probably rack opinion. Well, that and previously, it was probably human-occupied. Like, it was one right. of those cars that had a driver in there right. just in case they needed to intervene. Right. And then once they had the data to the point they were comfortable going fully autonomous... <laughs> it it only reminds me of... Uh, do you remember in Total Recall... Johnny Cab? Yeah. Yeah. Where am I? You're in a Johnny Cab. How did I get here? The door opened and you got in. That's totally what this reminds me of. Oh, yeah. So it would be hilarious if they had a little fake... Johnny Cab? Yeah, like a little guy with his little hat. So you had some fun yesterday. I had... I don't know if fun's the right word. Well, and it's it's kind of fitting with this this transportation (laughs) topic. Well, it's funny (laughs) because... And I say, I, you know what I realize? There's, you know how you catch yourself saying stuff sometimes? It's funny because I say that a lot. I apologize to everybody out there. It was a shit show and he hated it. Every moment of it. Yeah. So here's the deal. So I, uh, yesterday I went to run a couple errands. I had to go to the bank. Weirdly, I got an IRS refund. What? In yeah. a paper check? A paper check. Do you normally get paper checks or do you get yours direct deposited? Nope. I get direct deposit and I don't get, uh, I also don't get September refunds. Wait, this might be the... the this, no, it's not. It's not the state of they California? They sent me a letter. One? No, so this okay. is business related. They sent me a letter that said, hey, we made a boo-boo and re-looked at your stuff for some reason, which actually sketches me out because are you going to audit me? Was it for this prior tax year yeah. or like years yeah. ago? Okay. Prior tax year. And it was my business taxes. Yeah. Okay. It's a little weird, but it, it's only 270 bucks or something. Whatever. Right. So they sent me a check. That's so enough I, for like five concert t-shirts. Yeah, right. Or it paid for my adventure yesterday. So I <laughs> I run to, uh, I was like, screw it. I put the dog up, got on the bike. It was a beautiful day, yeah. right? And I, look, I do not recommend 
if you're going to ride a motorcycle, please wear all the gear all the time. Don't do what I do and ride in shorts and t-shirt. But I jump on the BMW and it's a 2016. So I bought it and probably, I think I got into it. I got St. Patrick's Day. Okay. But I can't remember if it was 2015 and it's a 16 model or I actually right. got it in 16. But, so it's matter. six or seven years six old. Six or seven years old. So, and it's, you know, 34,000 miles. So it's... It's got some miles yeah. on it, yeah. So... It's been to Argentina. It's been to Alaska. It has been to Argentina. No, no, that's right. That you rented. Yeah, that but it's been... All over. All over the place. So I get, I get on the bike, and I, I've known, I've known that one day, because it has some hard starts. Okay. One day the battery's going to be a problem. This is still the stock battery. You put it on a battery tender when you're not riding I do, it? but those don't really do it. Okay. Lot, especially when they're old. Okay. Like, it's not really going to help it. Yeah. So... The best, honestly, the best thing that you can do for a battery in your car, truck, motorcycle, whatever, is throttle. Yeah, like, use it. Use it. Yeah, drive the car. Yep. Drive the vehicle. <laughs> so, it. I should have known. Pull, so the, pull you, the bike off the charger. You start it up in the garage. Get no everything problem. set up. It. Normally, I have to kind of tap it and then hit it again. Yeah. It started just immediately. Yeah, all right. And no, and I was kind of like, huh. Maybe right? I even thought, yeah. huh. So anyway, so jump on the bike, go to the bank. So was that H-A or H-U-H? Huh. <laughs> yeah, H-U-H. Like a huh. huh. Yeah. So I go to the bank, deposit this weird check that I've gotten from the IRS for some reason, and uh, go to jump back on the bike. And this guy, like, I've got my helmet and everything on. This guy's talking, oh, cool bike. I'm like, what? Sorry. And I pause my music, talk to him for a second, turn the bike on, hit the start button, and nothing happens. Like not even, not even like a, a, the wow. starter didn't even go. I'm like all right, turn it off, reset everything. I'm like, oh, this kind of happens sometimes. I just have to, you know, give it a second. Try it again. Nothing. Try it again. The starter catches for all of like an eighth of a second. Turns off. I'm like, okay, whatever. So there's a hill at the bank where I'm at, and I decide I'm just going to kind of try to roll it down and bump start it. That doesn't work. It's just not steep enough, and I can't get enough speed. The bike's kind of heavy. I'm not, you know, I'm on it, kind of paddling, right? Yeah. So I'm like, shit. <laughs> won't start, won't start, won't start. Now I'm blocking a driveway. Because so you, yeah. Yeah, so I have to push this bike. And it's how many pounds? Six something. That's what trips me out about motorcycles. It's like, I know, like, the, the full-fairing Honda Goldwing is a beast, but I never think it's... 800 pounds and i don't you think know all those really small harleys that you see like dinas and stuff those yeah. are 800 900 pounds that's what trips me out yeah. is like you don't realize that it's that yeah. much weight yeah the bmw i'm gonna have to look it up but i would have to guess 600 pounds so i push this thing up a hill through the parking lot and there's luckily there's a curb right but there's a gap in the curb where they, it's not really yeah. you know so i push it through the gap put it into a parking spot get it up on stands do everything I can do to figure it out. I've got my tool roll out. I'm like trying to figure this shit out. I'm like, what is happening? And finally I realized, okay, the battery's just flat dead. Yeah. So call my brother-in-law. He's busy with some stuff for my niece. I'm like, okay, cool. So call my sister. He's like, just call Brooke, whatever. Yeah. So I call my sister. I'm like, hey, sorry. Here's what's <laughs> happening. So And she's great. She grabs, the, they have this little jump box thing. Yeah. They grab it, bring it over. Um, her and my nephew came over and met me there, brought the jump box thing nothing it's not doing anything. it's not powerful enough to i don't know that it's not powerful enough but i don't know if that bike will jump right and i couldn't get a good ground okay. and it's got one of those things where you pull the side case off and there's a um a stud a remote a post yeah, yeah. yeah a remote terminal for positive it was just wasn't working and i was like okay you know what i just need to get a new battery so owen my nephew had somewhere to be like we had to get back to the house so we yeah. run back to the house i take brooke's car to bmw get a battery 
And I don't know what the freaking thing looks like, dude. Yeah, like, would no you just idea. be like, oh, I've got a 2016. Yeah, I told him, like, this is what I have. He's like, oh, it's an adventure. Okay, cool. Gets me all the stuff. And he hands me. Two-wheel drive or single wheel <laughs> Yeah, drive. right. He hands me the battery. Well, there are two-wheel drive bikes. He I hands know. me the battery and he hands me, uh, like, a packet with bolts in it. Okay. And I'm like, okay. What's that? Weird. Yeah. So, uh, get back to my sister's. She, We talk for a little bit. Owen's gone. We hang out. And then she drives me over to the bike. And, I'm, dude, I'm so glad she stayed. Because I pull everything apart. And this and is all with your tool ro- kit that you have oh, on the yeah, bike? I have, dude, okay. that tool kit's done a lot of roadside repairs. Yeah, clearly. Um, so anyway, I mean, it, this bike, it's funny. Like, I don't think I've ever worked on it in my garage, except for when I put the skid plate on it. Everything, <laughs> everything else has been, been out in the yeah, road. Exactly. Yeah, So I go to put the battery in, and it just slams into the frame. It doesn't fit. It's a good, I set it next to the old battery. It's a it good inch like, and a half. To yeah. Time. I'm like, what the fuck? So I call BMW and I go, hey, man, uh, so I think I got the wrong battery. I was just in there. And the guy's like, oh, okay, no problem. Come on back. All right. Cool. Did you so bring I, the old battery with you? I did. So okay. I took him back because I had to give him the core anyways. Oh, he, yeah, he yeah. was nice. He didn't charge me for the yeah. core. So so I go back and uh, show, you know, both batteries are on the counter. It takes like 15, 20 minutes for some. I don't know. Dude, I love Irv Seaver BMW. And if you have a BMW in Orange County area, they're an amazing shop. Yeah. But their parts counter is just slow as shit. Huh. So whatever. So finally, this one guy comes back. Oh, do you need help? Blah, blah, and I explain him what's going on. He goes, well, no, that's the upgraded battery. I go, right. But see how tall it is? It doesn't fit. It hits the frame. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. This is what you do. You just, There's a foam spacer essentially that the old battery was sitting on oh take that out this is the upgraded battery and i was like i don't think that's true because i don't see any foam spacer dude yeah and i wish somebody could have just fucking told me this on the phone yeah he's like sorry you know i i don't know what to tell you whatever so go back out my sister's like did you get the right battery i was like they said yeah yeah. they said i already have it so we go back at this point she's got stuff to do so she drops me off and i'm just in this parking lot right yeah and uh, so I go and look, and sure enough, the, and it's it's black. It blends in. You can't tell. It, it looks like, like a piece foam. of the plastic case. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so finally pull it out. It's like that super high density, okay. like, thick yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I pull it out. Sure enough, the thing barely fits, but it fits. I get it all put back together, and starts perfect. What's the upgraded battery give you? Besides, no idea. Taller? Longer? It's, it's taller. Yeah. But Still, more cold cranking amps? I don't. I more amp look. hours? I was so... I just... I, I didn't really want to be stranded in a parking lot. And so my one hour trip to run an errand of depositing a check and getting bread. Yeah. Literally all I wanted to do. And took you... Turned into four hours. Did you get the bread? No. <laughs> you just gave up. You know, no, you know what's shitty? I had to go out later to get it. Did you go back on the bike to get it? No. You were just I took the truck. It. Well, and it was a thing... Well, so I took the truck, and by the time I parked the truck, I had three miles of range left. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? This is bullshit. So I parked the truck. I had to get gas this morning. Gas is back to $6. Yeah. I, it was $120 to fill the floor up. Something creeped. All of a sudden, Southern California gas prices, like, last week jumped up, and it's like, what the fuck happened? But the moral of the story is, don't go get bread in a vehicle you're pretty sure is going to strand you at some point. How long I'll, have you? I'll been, be honest. I've been milking this battery for at least a year. I was gonna say, how long have you in the back of your mind going? I gotta replace the battery soon. At least a year. At least a year. Because there's times where I'll pull, I'll pull the bike out off the tender. Yeah. And it doesn't really want to start. 
I'm getting to that same mentality right now with my home HVAC system, my home air conditioner, because my house was built in 1997. Uh And so the air conditioning unit- I graduated high school in 97. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I know. And so the air conditioning unit is original to the house, and I know it's going to- Oh, like the pumpy thingy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the main unit. The condenser, the everything. The thing that sits outside, it spins and- Those are supposed to last like- not that long actually 20 or 30 years right like somewhere maybe depends on who you talk to like the the ac guys like the one that plays on the radio commercial like 11 years oh I, shit. I think 20 years is probably realistic if you service it right yeah and I, we've never touched it since we moved in the house it just works like, like 25 years almost 92 or 97 to 2022 yeah it's yeah 25 years 25 years yeah. math right it's hard and uh so now it's in the back of my mind like Oh, we should probably replace that. And so we're making it through this season. But one of the guys I go to the gym with, he works for an HVAC company. And I'm like, hey, so when's like the best time to replace it or fix it? To get quotes on this type of stuff. Because if you do it during the summer, you're dealing with peak rates, peak demand. Well, and there's yeah, so there's limited time, limited yeah. Right, and they're not they're not going to give you a deal, right? Because they're making money faster than they can possibly. When they won't get to you for. Right. Whenever. And so he's like, honestly, he's like, November. Huh. He's like, because at that point, it's not the hottest time of year anymore. So summer's gone. It hasn't gotten to the, the winter cold time of year. Sure. It's still decent, but the 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 demand for the HVAC technician is pretty low. And the shops are thinking about making the year-end sales goals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, then so they'll like, come out and be like, yeah, we'll give you this $10,000 unit for 9200 Right. Sure. Right. With free three years of certain, whatever yeah. the BS yeah. deal is. So I'm like, all right. So now it's like, okay, I think November, I'm going to start calling these HVAC guys up, yeah. have them come out and start giving me quotes. So that way we can replace it at our terms rather than having another heat wave like next summer. Where it just dies. Where it just dies. Yeah. And then kind of like your situation with the bike, you knew you needed to do it, but... Oh, so by, really quick, last comment I was going to make is that I like I was it was funny. I was like, oh, cool. I can do X, Y and Z with this check because it was like 270 bucks. Yeah. And uh, my bike was like, nay, nay, motherfucker. It was a two hundred and ten dollar battery after like even with the core charge. No, they didn't charge me. Core. Oh, because they didn't it was charge ten dollar course. Two hundred and ten dollars for a battery for a motorcycle, which is like a third of the size of a typical car battery. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I asked him, I'm like, look, man, why? He goes, we've tried, he goes, we've tried aftermarket. We've tried all these other things. And, yeah. and we tried the, the smaller batteries like you have stock. Yeah. He goes, dude, we've done more warranty claims on these batteries. It's ridiculous. We went to these. We don't do warranty claims on them. Interesting. And I was like, okay. Yeah, and what it's, if a, it's, a, it's a BMW battery. Yeah. But I wonder if it's a different supplier than the stock size battery. Maybe. Like, it is crazy, though, when you pull the battery out of a six, seven year old motorcycle and it still has the VIN tag on top. Oh, it wow. Had, it had the, the original yeah, VIN tag on it. That's kind of cool. It was cool. I should have kept it. I should have 210 bucks for a battery. Yeah. So my, <laughs> yeah, that was my thanks, IRS. Yeah. Well, it still left you with 60 bucks. <laughs> thanks iron maiden for, for a ha- yeah yeah i got a, or a shirt half tank of gas in your forerunner jesus you're doing 120 dollars for the 400 today nice it's crazy but so okay interesting it's less popular in california but i think you should look into this what is less popular heat pump oh yeah i i that's what i had in oregon and it was so much cheaper yeah but the the problem to with- run not not to buy to run 
Yeah, I so like some of those like uh, Linux carrier, all those HVAC companies mm-hmm. have like websites where you can find the perfect system and you tell oh, them okay, what you're yeah. looking for. The downside with the heat pump is between summer and fall, you're running it year round. You're using the heat pump to cool off the house, and then in the winter months, you're using it to heat the house. Yeah, so, but isn't that how like how, what does your how does your heater work? There's a forced air unit like the oh, furnace yeah, is yeah, in right. the attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that only gets used, you know, the furnace part only gets used in the winter, and then the the so I don't know. It was so well when I did it, like the one. So that's what I had in Oregon, and it was much cheaper. To, well, nothing in Oregon is cheap in the winter because you have to keep your house to sixty four. Otherwise, or, stuff freezes. Yeah, shit freezes. Yeah. But in the summer, I could run my AC down to like. 71 and it was it was like no big su- deal it was so much cheaper than i paid 200 dollars a month for electricity here yeah but it might be the difference in the utility like some, oh no i mean i'm sure there's a little bit of that like if you were looking but at, i had a, i had a friend like the, our, our neighbor had an actual ac unit yeah and it was twice as much as what oh I paid. interesting because it's the way like apparently the way it works is super efficient all right and so that efficiency yeah, I'm, I'm not against any no, no i know i'm just but, saying like thing maybe you should look into this is weird here here's our house tips yeah are you uh, Bob Vila? This old, this old house. Yeah, right, this old house. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch that show? Oh, for sure. Like on on lazy why, Sundays. Why are those shows so interesting? Because they don't do all of the stupid shit that reality TV does now on the Discovery Channel or on TLC. They well, don't to see people actually make stuff is they, cool. They actually make stuff. Yeah. There's no drama involved. They don't tease the drama. And then come back from commercial, repeat yeah. the the what led up to the drama, and then just it's basically modern. It just is what it is, right? Exactly. Yeah. So PBS, this old house, they just told the story. It's like watching it, Bob Ross. It was straightforward. Yeah. Today, it's all about the drama and repeating it, and there's always this twist or surprise, and then you don't actually see the craftsmanship. It's just focused right. on on the drama. Whereas I. Don't give a shit about the drama. I just want to see how it's done. Well, that's why, like, so Lego Master We've Season about this, 3 yeah. just came out. It's the same thing. Like, the first episode, kind of cool. It's interesting to see their builds, which, by the way, I actually am going to say I think this season, I don't know that they're as good as the previous seasons based on episode one. Have you watched it yet? We watched it this morning. Their builds were not interesting. They had to build spacecraft? Basically, like, spacecraft that attached to a space station. And yeah. they gave them, like, a... A latchy block, I guess, or like a, a, it looked like a big assembly. Yeah. And that was how it docked. To right. The exactly. Space oh, that's what it is a dock. And the winning one would be displayed in the Kennedy Space Center, which is great. Which is a weird honor that they were overly excited about. And that's what I mean. Like they're showing the drama part, but they're not showing any of the, the way. So there's one team, look, it's spoiler alert, I guess, but the one team that built the giant ring. Yes, like and the rings were rings. supposed to spin around It would each be other. cool to have known what was it made out of. How did you make this big ring? How yeah. was it flexible? Yeah. They didn't show any of that. And that was the mother and son team, right? Yeah, which, by the way... Creepy remember, mom. Remember when I said I hate them immediately? Yeah. It was them. The mom is creepy. I can't stand how much she loves her son. But she... And it's not... I think it's great you love your son. It's just in a creepy fucking weird well, way. But the, the weird part about it is she's over the top with how much she loves her son, and then in the same breath... But I love my other sons too. Repeatedly. Right. Like and you just like That's weird. It's just weird. And, and I'm I'm surprised there are a lot of Canadians on this show. There were the there were Three two dudes teams, in right? Canadian jerseys. Yep. Like and then there's jerseys. The two there's the guy and the girl that are streamers. Is that the one that had the the, the red plastic yes. bows? The Terrible. Lego bows? They didn't even look good. No. 
she, she's I think fine. Uh, the uh, and then there was another team. The two uh, the two other girls were from Canada as well. Yeah, I, I think the biggest problem I have with the show is the contestants. You just hate them all. I don't. You know what? I don't hate all of them. I hate most of them. I cannot stand that mom and her kid. Because I told I think, you. I texted you. I fucking hate them, and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. I, I think part of the problem is is like for these types of shows, knowing Lego builders and and being one and stuff, they they want somebody that is a personality. Well, and so some of these people don't have that. So then they're trying to play it up, which just makes it seem that much more worse. Right. Yeah. And Will Arnett is, I like him as an actor in most things. As a host though. he's Dude, it's painful <laughs> because he's always just like, it's that same shtick. Look at the camera, make a funny joke about yourself. Yeah. Get people to do dumb shit. Like, just yeah. show me. I would like to see more of. Here's how this is done. Remember when was it last season or season before where Jamie and Amy, every so often the two like, judges. Oh, yeah, here's yeah, how here's they how, did this. This yeah. is this is a cool. And they didn't. If they took that and went a little further, I would want to see if because I'm sure with these reality shows they shoot hundreds upon hour hundreds of hours oh, of dude, footage. There's, well, there's if they're doing an 18 hour build, how many thousands of hours of footage right. do they have? And they've got you know. Probably from seven six cameras, cameras yeah. running or whatever. Right. So being able to cut all of that and just to show like assembly tips, I would totally watch assembly. Yeah, that would be cool if they did like a whole show. And we might have talked about this before. Yes, a whole show that's just here's how, how to make how this it cool was thing. Done. Yeah, that would be cool. That I would watch. And a lot of the honestly, dude, a lot of their like ideas and their oh, this is our theme. Like it's, it's dumb. The team that went home, that was terrible. Their build was stupid. Oh yeah. yeah. But whatever. I mean, it's fine. But Most it's of them like, are like that, though. You're just like, eh. But I was talking to Jason about this. I was like, what if we went on it? And like, what would... I, I would fail immediately. I, think, I would panic. I think um, if I was... If if you and I were to go on the Lego Masters, yeah. our team name would be Brick Dicks. <laughs> I don't think they'd allow it. And we would do everything we could to make everything phallus-like. Everything would just be somehow sexual in as the Lego. As long as it was, yeah, winged. Yeah, Wings and, and things. Yeah. Wings and things. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, Lego wouldn't allow that to happen. No. But it'd be hilarious just to see. All right, here's my Lego minifig. Why does he have a... I've shown you that Lego minifig build where you take the, the hook brick, the yellow hook brick, and then you pull the minifig apart and put it together. And it looks like he's got a oh yeah an erection. Yeah. 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 So that that's the type of thing I would oh. do with my minifigs. Right. And, and, yeah, the, the space station build from today. Mine would have a long cylindrical shaft <laughs> with two spherical. Well, one of them kind of did. It had kinda, like two. And two of them side by side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like the, the, those guys are like, oh, we're nurses or whatever. And they've got like, it's a doctor bag, dude. That's just, but they had to explain that it was yeah, a doctor bag. It's hot bag. garbage. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. We have our own minifigures. We could be Brick Dicks. That would be the team name. We do have minifigures. And we, we could, re yeah, we do. But we <laughs> yeah. could rename ourselves. Like, I could be Richard and you could be Richard. And that's why we're the Brick Dicks. That's actually pretty funny. But, yeah, it's uh. I, I just, yeah. I your, think I made the mistake of just watching the full episode. I'm just going to give up. And now I'm just going to fast forward to the last 10 minutes. So that's what I started doing last season. Okay. As I stopped watching the episode. So the other, the other show I do that with is, and I absolutely love watching people make stuff. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, there's a new season that came out recently of making the cut. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's the, what was that show called? Project, Project Runway. Runway. Yeah. It's the, the Amazon reboot. Yes. 
I stopped watching. I don't care about the middle. We watched so I all look of at, that last year, last Thanksgiving in Big Bear. We watched the entire season. It's good. It's good. So I like watching. I'll watch the beginning where they assign it, yeah. the, the whatever it is. Whatever and then I go to the end and watch the show. Okay. And then watch the judge. Yeah. And that's it. Because the middle of it, I don't care that you hurt your finger on your sewing machine. I don't care that so-and-so had a fag problem or whatever. Like, who cares? Yeah. It's the middle part. Because if you're not going to show me how the stuff's made or like how somebody would construct something or the thought that goes behind it, which they don't do. Could we do that like as a... We've talked about stupid subscription opportunities to make money off of people that they can't give up because it's just essential. Like a subscription of how the stuff's actually done. But this would be like video cliff notes. It takes all the favorite episodes and it just skips all of the wasteful crap. And so you're able to watch a one hour making the cut episode in 16 minutes. Or I'm going to make an app. It's cliff notes, but for video. Yeah, I'm going to make an app. I like that idea. Yes. But I'm going to do an app. It's how the sausage is made. Okay. So, like, instead of watching the, show, the drama part, it's just, we show you the the construction part or the, yeah. the thought behind, like the so like how what's the techniques that go into this Lego build? How the hell do you pattern a fucking dress like yeah. that kind of well, stuff? It's even like if you ever look up a recipe online, yeah, because of search engine optimization, oh, like dude. people are writing their whole life story on how they got their recipe. To and their all I want to know too. is how you make the freaking thing, right? Yeah, I so, don't care about your stupid story. But apparently, I so I, I was really annoyed until I fi- figured found out the reason why they're doing it we is talked because about of this. search engine bullshit. I didn't know that, and that's... I, it it doesn't sense. justify why it sucks. It but, doesn't. Yeah. It makes sense. But I remember we were talking about something that was like, yeah, I had to scroll for four and a half hours to, just get to the get, point where it just said, turn the oven to 425. Yeah. I don't have... I don't, <laughs> care. I don't care that when you look out the window on a crisp fall day, it puts you, you recall... In the, yeah, like, nobody fucking cares. Yeah. I know. I agree. Kathy... Ooh. I'm assuming that she's called Kathy. Oh, I would think of Karen. No, that's more of the bitchy. Yeah. She wants the manager. Kathy wants to tell you her story. So I went to the grocery store um, <laughs> okay. the other day. And totally as, not as related you to should, this. As you should, sir. As I should. Yeah. But uh, Jeanette and I were working from home on, on Friday. And for lunch, we decided we walked to lunch. And then we, we needed to pick up some things from the grocery store. Okay. And most of our grocery shopping happens between like Target and Trader Joe's. Like we can get almost yeah, all of our groceries. You can also walk to them, right? We can. Yeah. But we actually walked to the local grocery store um, and we walked in and the way the store is laid out, you walk right into the fresh fruits and vegetables section. Okay. Like that's where the entrance is. And on display in one of the cooler cases right in front of the door was a $130 melon from Japan. A crown melon. Now, what? crown is the brand. Crown melon. But Okay. It's a When you say melon... It looks like a cantaloupe. Okay. And it's a musk melon. Oh, that's actually... So all cantaloupes are musk melons. Yes. But not all musk melons are cantaloupes. Correct. Most of the things that we buy in the United States that we think is a cantaloupe is not a cantaloupe. It's a musk melon. It's a musk melon, correct. So they had it in... I was surprised to see we, it. Weird it, shit that we know. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> and I was surprised to see it in the U.S. Now, on my business trips to Japan, I have seen You've these seen them. Yeah. in the store, and they're fantastically packaged. Like, I mean, the melon looks perfect. Like, perfectly right. spherical, no blemishes, just beautiful looking. But there's still that beige color with, the like, the fibrous texture. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But perfect. Right. Like, no flaw. Like Well, it is Japan. Exactly. Yeah. And the prices were astronomical. I mean, they would be 
$200. What's like those square watermelons? Right? Same idea. dollars Insane. So I looked it up because I was like, why are they? First of all, I was surprised to see them here in the U.S. Did you buy one? No, I'm not spending $130. Oh, they were bucks. that expensive? Yeah, they were oh, $130 okay. bucks here. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. That was the actual sticker price in the store, and that's what caught my eye. But they're $130. bucks. i am like, why the hell is a cantaloupe $130? Do you have enough of a Japanese population where you live to justify that? No. Holy shit. The reason $29.99. That's a bargain. The reason why yeah. it's $130 yeah. is each melon tree uh-huh. grows one melon. Excuse me? Wait, time out. A melon, is, it's grown from a tree? A sapling is what they referred to I it thought as. it would be a ground fruit. No, it, it grows off something that has like... And they get that big? Yes. So how does that thing hold it? It, I don't know. Okay, so anyway, so okay, so every tree grows, grows one a melon. melon. That's why it's so expensive. And the idea... One melon a year. Per sapling. Or per, per season or yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Damn. And the, I guess the belief is that the, the sapling or the, the plant itself, the tree, whatever the hell it is, puts all of its flavor, it gives it all it's got into a single shot into this one melon. Well, because it only gets one. Right. It's like the M&M. But, you only get one shot. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it was just like the most surprising thing. Was that's what, crazy to see in the U.S. Oh, yeah. And it's... Yeah, it says melons from this area. So this one was from Hamamatsu, Japan. Okay. This area has the longest sunshine hours in Japan with a relatively warm climate producing a melon of elegant, delicate sweetness and mouth-watering texture. Melons from this area are cultivated slightly different from other melons in a method known as one tree, one fruit. One tree. One fruit. One fruit. Which has been passed down through generations for the past 100 years. By leaving only one fruit on each sapling, nutrition and flavor are concentrated into a single taste sensation of no match. Oh, so they're taking the other fruits off. They're leaving a fruit. Maybe. That's what it sounded like. Sounds like it. So if the other fruits pop up, they go, no, 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 and they take them off. Probably. Also, I'd like to apologize to the audience. For For the no, 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 or for your melon plucking. For my singing. uh, Oh, I was going to say, because the the melon plucking pantomiming you were doing was Oh, yeah, nobody else can see it. That was for you. And you know, uh, a lot of things I do are just for you. And I know. <laughs> Everything I do, I do it for you. Oh, God. We are getting deep into the weird song references. <laughs> so did, but $130 melon. like, And the funny thing is, is like, I don't know why I'm okay with it, seeing it in Japan, but seeing that same J- Japanese Japan, melon here on my home turf. Because you in Japan feels exotic. Yes. You... At home is just... A J- Japanese in Japan does not feel... It's like, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. So the Japanese person's probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. But here, you're saying, what the fuck, because you live here. Yeah. Um, I would like to stand there long enough to watch somebody purchase one mm-hmm. and then follow them and ask them, excuse me, why did you buy this? And would you be willing to, if I gave you $10... Let me have a bite? Let me have a little slice. For $10, if the whole thing was 130 I just need like a sliver. Yeah, yeah. Right? I kind of want to try it. I'm not going to pay $130 to try it, though. No. But do I wait till it gets discounted? Do they discount, like, you know, like the... the I think you do exactly what I just said. You go stand there and wait. (laughs) And the guys will be like, can I help you find anything, sir? Yeah, a buyer for this bullshit. They had, I think, about 10 in the display case. So they had $1,300 worth of melon just sitting there. Jesus Christ, that's insane. Yeah. But how funny would that be? The guy comes back and I help you. Like, yeah, I need to find a buyer for this crap. But okay, so it's 130 bucks at retail. What do you think the grocery store paid for it? 
is probably it, 90 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say, after transport, what's the they're market? actually coming from Japan. This one was through Melissa's. So Melissa's is a grocery store. No, no, it's a like a, a like a like a cooperative or something like that. Oh, it, it's a. But you um, said it's from Japan. It is from Japan. The brand is from Japan. Oh, but, but the melon may not be from Japan. No, no, it is. Oh, I it's see. um, it's just that the the product is represented by this company called Melissa's Produce. So Melissa helps source it. So maybe they connected the the supplier with it. But oh, it I comes see. in a super fancy box with a handle on the top and everything. I, okay. So what's the unboxing like? I just, I might have to I go. think you should buy it. So you, it's your you choice. Might. I can either fill up the tank in your Forerunner, or I can buy a melon for <laughs> Isn't you. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah! Okay, so here's what you need to do. You need to start the very first. I'm going to drop the box in the corner. And it may not actually be the first. And see it, if I can be... get the store manager to discount it, because the box is mangled. <laughs> no, I, I think it should be a YouTube fruit unboxing scenario. Just end up just be one video. No, there's other fruits to unbox. Exotic fruits. Yeah, yeah. and it's like those. You know how the pears sometimes come in the little like uh, yeah the, the foamy things. Yeah, we get like the Larry and David gift sets of like pears and stuff, yeah. and they have all the fancy packaging. You could unbox. You could be the fruit unboxer. But a hundred and thirty dollars. Freaking crazy. Yeah. That's absolutely. Good. Speaking of food, by the way, Happy National Quesadilla Day. Is that today? That's today. Oh shit! I only know this because Del Taco reminded me. Are you gonna go get some? No. I might make one. Dell sounds good, though. It does. Do you keep, like, a drawer full of, like, Inferno sauce pot packets? I like the Scorcho. Oh, uh, okay. I, I just good flavor. Yeah. Inferno I like. It's Yeah. I did find out, so Scorcho, I've had, like, you know, sometimes you go and you're like, give me all the sauce. And sometimes they're nice and they give you a bag. Yeah. This dude, like, two years ago gave me a bag of sauce. And you're still living high no, off the sauce? they go bad. Like, they turn. They dark. turn? Yeah. The color's not good. The flavor's weird. Did you get high? No, it just it just doesn't taste nice. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. I threw a bunch of it out, but yeah, National Quesadilla Day. Interesting. No. That does sound good. You should make one. Yeah, I I, I, I can do a pretty good quesadilla. Can you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I, if you can't, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Right, dude. So uh, I was, I've been getting some weird ads. I know we've talked about this before, but I oh, keep yeah. getting weird Instagram ads, and I just got one recently for. I'll be honest. I think it's Carnival. It's a cruise line. A cruise line, okay. And I think they know how much I hate cruises, so they're like, "We're gonna try and turn you." Because they're showing off like IPA cruises or something like. To no, so they have a, a brew cruise. You would do a brew cruise. No, if it had a bunch of breweries on. You know board? all those punk rock cruises that, that they yeah, do. Yeah, I will not go on that. Oh, I do not want to be stuck on a boat with. No, absolutely okay. not. Okay. So there's a two hundred and seventy four day around the world cruise I, didn't you share that with me i did and it's like something like sixty thousand dollars or something. if you want the big cabin i yes. think the the normal cabin is like 40 25 but it stops and like it goes everywhere all seven continents anything you'd ever want to see that's like the popular destination spots but what i can't but it's 274 days stuck on a boat yeah i, I have to assume the food is included Maybe not so, the yeah. booze, but food is probably included. And the if booze it had a, the booze would be another thirty grand. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. If it had one, especially on a boat, because I don't I yeah. would fucking panic. But if it had Wi Fi You could work from the boat. That could be actually an interesting Well, I've I've heard people like talk about this whole like retirement plan. Like they don't want to go into senior living, but they would just live on a cruise ship because you 
you get the turn down service, you get yeah. the uh, the food, you know, you get to walk. But to if you the, break your hip, you're hosed. Yeah, but they, they have care on board. They have doctors on staff. Like that's, cr- that's crazy. So in some ways it makes sense. But I think that the issue I would have is knowing most cruises, they're in port for less than like 12 hours. Well, I think this one specifically spends more time. Because I was going to say. Cause it's got to. It, you would have to. Because otherwise right. it's like, oh, we, we docked in Nice, France. Good luck getting your ass to Paris to well, explore that. I mean, realistically, a, a boat sailing around the world. It's like a big cruise ship to go around the world is probably, I would guess, to just do it, right? So we it went around 80 the days. I, I don't. <laughs> it does. No, that's a, that's it's a hot like, air balloon. <laughs> no, I would think it would be maybe a couple weeks. Yeah. Right, so you like, have to extend it out. Yeah, yeah. So two hundred seventy-four days. I mean, it's got to be. Oh, we're in Antarctica for a week. Because I want to say it's like from here to Hawaii is like three days, like by cruise ship. Yeah, and Hawaii's actually far as shit. And it's a five-hour flight. But right, yeah. but it's. I mean, that's okay. So that's three thousand miles. Yeah, six hundred miles an hour. So yeah. that's three thousand miles. Yeah, I mean, so. that's far. Yeah. And you think okay, so Hawaii, Hawaii to Japan is probably another six. Well, I guess the other thing I never really thought of is like. When you're going transatlantic or transpacific on a cruise ship, are they carrying all the fuel they need? Or do they meet up with like a tanker ship to kind of add more fuel? Well, I mean, they're fueling in port, I guess. Right. Oh, you mean like but when, when you're, you're going across go, oh, the yeah, ocean? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they have all the fuel they need. That's the same thing with uh, transport ships. Yeah, that's, that's right. But it's the dirtiest diesel. Like, oh, it's, it's the, terrible. the worst. But 270, 274 days on a boat. Yeah, that's hard. Day like four, I'd be pissed. There's got to be some interesting stories. Like just being staff on a boat like that, just being and part you of the know, crew. You know, based on how many people are on that boat to make this thing whole thing work, right? Yeah. There's at least 15 people you just can't effing stand. Oh, yeah. And you're going to see them all the time. Oh, yeah. Who's getting stabbed? Well, and the other interesting thing is usually when you have dinner, your dinner. Yeah, they're sectioned or uh, Your staggered. table is the same people. Right. So you see them at dinner every night. Right. So imagine having dinner with the same fucking people 274 nights For in a row. three quarters of a year or whatever. No. <laughs> that's nine months. That's that's hard. If, if it was a thing where they're like, hey, look, we screened all the people that are going to be on here. Nobody's a douchebag, probably. I don't know how that would work. I don't know. I'm yeah. just saying, like, there's seven people on this cruise at this point. <laughs> right? Like, it's just you and your buddies. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, because even when I've traveled with family in, like, large groups... Oh, no, like, I didn't say family. Right, right. But, I mean, these are people you know, you've Seven known your people, whole life. a whole cruise ship, y'all can have your own sections. But even then, like, just with eight people, how much of a pain in the ass just trying to get a decision on anything? Right. And then also now you've got thousands of people? Oh, my God. That's interesting. The map, though, I is saw really the map a, of where it goes. It, it looks cool. Is it really a carnival cruise? I think it's carnival. That sounds too classy for carnival. It may not be carnival. It's got to be, but maybe I think carnival is part of like a company that owns a couple of different cruise lines. Yeah, they own carnival. Yeah. And circus tent. <laughs> and Uncle Jimbo's house <laughs> of horrors. They own that weird gator farm. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I Maybe it's Oceana. That sounds kind of classier. Oh, Regent. I don't know that one. I don't know. At any point. Freaking insane. Ultimate World Cruise. Royal, oh, it's Royal Caribbean. Interesting. Yeah, just found it. I guess because we have the internet here at ungrownupspodcast.net. <laughs> yes. Wait, we're not a .net, are we? 
No, Death All Com? Four Corners, One Epic veg- Voyage, The Ultimate World Cruise. Okay. And it is Royal Caribbean. Oh, interesting. That's still not as classy of a so, brand as I thought. So, 274 nights, 11 world wonders, 60 countries. I mean, it's kind of rad in theory. Like, they're taking... Dude, you go to Petra and Jordan. You go to like, Guaza Falls and Buenos Aires, the Great Wall of China. Like, so they're definitely parking you places. Yeah, that you wouldn't... Otherwise. To have you go see stuff. So I've been on two cruises, and the thing I hated the most about... Was that you were on a cruise. Kind of. Yeah. It's the other people. It's, right. it's the other... Yeah. It's 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 an interesting experience, but it, I guess it's kind of like your, your Amtrak cross-country adventure, right? Like No, I think cruises are worse. But similar, because you're, you're trapped, you can get off for a little bit, but you got to get right, right back on. Right. And then... You have a small living space that's cramped in unexpected ways, but it's fine. But then the common areas are just okay. Yeah. The food's just like, eh. So. I don't know. There's just something about... I. You know what I think what it comes down to is I'm not a boat guy. Yeah. I don't like them. I don't hate them, but like, I'm just not like, oh, let's go on a boat ever. <laughs> I'll take a boat to Catalina. I'd prefer a helicopter. I haven't done the helicopter, but I've done the boat thing a couple times. I've never done the helicopter, but I, I just know the, I would prefer it. I haven't done the boat. I haven't been to Catalina, which is a small island off off uh, the coast of California. Yep. It's it's like a what a forty five minute catamaran ride, something like that. But it's it's kind of a fun little spot. But it's a total. There's I, nothing to do. You camp. You see buffalo, which the buffalo are only there because they shot a movie and just left them. Yep. There's a casino, but it's oh not yeah, a but casino. it's not a casino anymore. It's a dance hall. Well, right. that's all it ever was. Was a dance oh, I hall. thought it was a. Oh no, it's casino and the other word or yes, the other, other meaning. Word. Yeah, yeah, got it. Okay. And then there's a small downtown, a little pier. There's some snorkeling. There's glass bottom boats. It's it's very folksy. Yeah, but yeah. It's not. I mean, I've only been a handful of times. I think I've been three times, and the last time I was there, I was maybe in high school. Yeah. It's been a while. Why did the Catalina Island Marine Institute see me when I was in, I think that was our sixth grade trip. We've talked about this. It was yeah. awesome. It was super cool. Um, so the 2022 Toy Hall of Fame. This seems like. There's this a Hall of Fame for there toys? Is, there's a Toy Hall of Fame. Okay. I Again, another thing that randomly got served up to me recently. Yeah. The inductees. Are for are the no sorry not the inductees. Well, yeah, is that the inductee? You don't yeah. always win if you're an inductee, right? I, These are the nominations. The, the nominees. nominees. Yeah, there the we go. Inductees made it in. Yeah. The nominees for the 2022 Toy Hall of Fame are Bingo. Yep, Bingo. It's a toy. Apparently so. Uh, the Briar Horse. So there was a company called Briar that okay. made little horse figurines. I don't know that. Okay. Neither did I until I saw this list. Settlers of Catan. Okay, that's a card game or it's a board game. It's a board game. Yeah. I guess it's a toy. The Light Bright, I'm on board. Yeah, that one's that one deserves. Masters of the Universe. So He-Man toys. So action figures, okay. Yep, into that. Nerf. Alright. Another weird one. Pinata. You don't buy that at a toy store, though. And just a general category of pinata. Yeah. Not a... That's it. All right. Phase 10. Great card game. Yeah. Not a toy. Pound Puppies. Those are like collectibles. Those are toys, I guess. Yeah, yeah. those were like our, our generation's Beanie Babies. Beanie babies. Yeah. Yep. Racco. I don't know that one. It's a game. 
that I've never played, but I've I remember like I visually if you see it, you see the box, you go, like, oh yeah, okay, okay. Spirograph, okay, which it's drawing circles. Super, I loved those things. Yeah, like doing really cool. What are those called? Like not spirographs. Yeah, whatever spirographs. And <laughs> the final one, the top. <laughs> That's such a varied list of toys. Yeah, so I saw... Some of them are like I, super, like, yeah, and a, a top. Some of them aren't even toys. And I so I saw this list and was like, oh, man, that's kind of cool. Do you think the ball has been inducted yet? Probably. But the Super Bowl. Watch, the, watch. They yeah. has it, it hasn't yet because, you know, the, who are the judges? Maybe they're all just like anti-ball. I don't ball. know, but I saw, I just saw the headline. And I was like, okay, like I, it, whatever, it was an ad or something, or it got sent to me an email. And I clicked on it. And I was like, this is actually kind of interesting. And then I was like, well, these aren't toys like yeah. bingo is a game yeah bingo is a game that old people play yeah with I, their little marquee thingies uh-huh. although my niece and nephew have a bingo set and they love when i like exuberantly do the calls oh there you go so i make up funny stuff i mean but i wouldn't say it's a toy yeah that's what's kind of interesting some of these are just are games but when you're talking about like the board games when i go to like the target the board games are at the back of the toy they're in the section. toy section that's true so it's it, i do love i loved my light bright yeah, that was such a fun toy. Oh yeah, with the did you have the ones where it was just the black paper, or did you have the ones that had the patterns on it? I had the black paper, and you yeah. pu- you punch through the paper to right. To but make. do you remember they had the ones where you could get, and it would have the pattern on the black yeah. paper, and it would tell you what I, colors. I, I think I don't think I ever owned one, but every time I played with one, it was a well used one. Right. So I think all those patterns were long gone, and yeah. it was just let's grab a sheet of black construction paper. This Lightbright made a comeback recently. They did, but I don't. Yeah. It doesn't seem the same. I feel like no kid wanted it. They were like, "But I could play a video game." I yeah. Right, like I don't know. I mean, maybe it's fine, but it is interesting when you think about like the things that blew us away as kids, and then you tried to do that same thing with a the kid these days, and they're like, <laughs> "What's that?" Dude, but do you remember the stinky guy from the Masters of the Universe? He was like a skunk-looking guy, and they made the action figure actually smell vaguely. It was great. And they had the one action figure that would squirt water. I remember think, that guy? I remember the characters. I don't remember owning any of the action figures. I had I had Castle Grayskull. I had some of the action figures. But it was about the same time I was still super into Star Wars. Yeah. And so every time I would get one of those <laughs> instead of a Star Wars figure, I was I was probably an asshole as a kid. <laughs> but I was like kind of bummed think? out. Yeah. Because I was, you actually I don't know if I was an asshole as a kid. I was probably an angel. Your mom will comment in the comments. She will. She'll be like, you were an asshole. Yeah. Yep. Or she'll just call me tomorrow. Yeah. Or Ryan, whatever, after this episode ass- comes out. Yeah. But so also, Toys R Us is back because I keep getting Instagram ads. Yeah. They, they, they're the brand, in Macy's or something, right? Yeah. I think they're yeah. coming back as a store within a store. But they're they're aggressive at, on Instagram. I haven't seen it yet, but now that you've mentioned it, yep, and my phone is right it. next to me. Yep. I'm sure I will see it now. It is. After they went away in the US, I was in Japan. They still exist in Japan. Yeah. So maybe they're not the same company. I don't know. But recently, like, I'm talking like in the last couple weeks. You're seeing it. Ad, ad, ad. And they've got Jeffrey, who's actually now really creepy. Like, Is he, he was, still a giraffe? He's a giraffe, but no, they now he's not. Gen no. Z. It's bad. But it was weird because it just kept got out of nowhere, sort of started getting served up. And it's like, why? I was confused. I just thought maybe it was like a tribute account or something. And so I went to it, and no, it's, they're promoting the Macy's gotcha. thing. They're, but they're coming out with like their big toy guide again. Oh yeah! So they're doing all that stuff. Like Amazon has their toy right. guide now. I uh, I've been playing with 
ads on my on my device and it's like what do you mean playing with the ads like well, you're making ads no no but i mean like i'll get ads from like macy's and north because oh, okay. we shop there or whatever and, yeah and then sometimes i'll get this uh i'll get an ad and you can swipe horizontally through the ad uh-huh and there's no end it just keeps swiping like oh, it's weird. pretty impressive yeah and oddly enough i tend to swipe a lot when i see lingerie and i don't know why i'm whoa. getting lingerie ads whoa but it's now become a self-fulfilling prophecy because I spend more time flipping through the lingerie ads. I'm getting more. Are you having them? like flashbacks to the Sears catalog? I am impressed with how skanky the lingerie selection availability is at Nordstrom. Like I'm seeing stuff that I don't understand how you put it on. Because it looks but like you're ordering it to find out. I'm not ordering it, but I'm <laughs> no, just, I know. I'm just, I just swiping through because it's kind of funny because yeah, this yeah, is what yeah, they think yeah, I want. Yeah, so I'm sure. like, all right, all it right. is weird. Like a lot of the ads that I get too. I'm like, why on earth would you ever think? Or like even the suggested reels on Instagram. Yeah, oh yeah. There's stuff from like, what the actual f? Some of it, I, I guess I get because it's like, okay, you know, I have a boss interior, so if I see a dog is sure. in a reel, maybe I'll click on it and watch it or whatever. Right. And so some of those like animal well, related those ones, sense. I kind of get, I don't know how I the started lingerie out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. But then because I interacted with it now, it's like, Hey, Matthew, right. it's lingerie. Just, that, yeah. Yeah. Well also Which, don't, don't follow only fans. I don't though. Oh, and so, well. but so this is just kind of fun. It's just interesting to see. And then the best part is, is because it's Nordstrom mm. swipe, swipe, swipe. And it's just bunches like, you know, just tiny, tiny little pieces of undergarments and then like Nikes. I'm like, Oh, yeah. sweet. It's so fun. Like, I like the ads that, and I like is not the right word. I can't <laughs> stand them. But what I think is interesting is, like, they'll just show, like, even um, Amazon ads do this, right? I get Amazon ads on Instagram, and it's just a picture of something. And I'm like, what the literal fuck is that? Oh, and, you're and there's like, no description. And, you have to and click I don't want to click it because I don't want it to know. I'm, I just want to know. And I think that I... I but there's so many other companies. That's their advertising strategy. I think that's how I ended up getting these types of oh, ads. Oh, you saw something weird and clicked Yeah, because on like, it. I'll see like Amazon fashion ad. And Dude, it's, that is, is that not the shoe that's made out of dildos? It's the Adidas Men's Yeezy Foam Runner. Oh, it looks like a, a Croc with an STD. But it's, it's a Yeezy. Yeah, it's a Yeezy. But so like this one is like, it's show me watches and shoes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, watches and shoes are fine. Yeah, but then sometimes you'll get something like, what the hell is this? I and get pictures that literally I don't know what it is. And I'm like, I don't, the description, there's no description. No, it just says like shop now or whatever. Right. And you click on it, it takes you to that. To the Amazon page. Yep. And I don't want to do that. Because then I get it. It's like, oh, you recently shopped for this. Why don't you look at all this other stuff? I'm like, because I didn't shop for that. Yeah. But you got me to click on it because I wanted to know what the F it was. Yeah. So I don't usually, like to your point, I, I, don't, I try to not click on ads. But these underwear ones have been kind of fun. Yeah. I, <laughs> again. Sears catalog. <laughs> well, totally. But even I'll, I'll show Jeanette up and she's looking and she's like, oh, wow. It's just, I it guess. Is, it is. I'm not, the impressive is not the right word. No. And I think what it's, what's interesting is that you don't, exp, you don't associate it with the brand like Nordstrom. Right. Right. Like that's not something I'd ever seen in, in, in a hang, store. In a store. Yeah. Right. Right. But a lot of these retailers have online selections that are just kind of anything and everything. Right. Like we were, we were shopping. Well, yeah, because you can share or you can, what do you call it? Like have more variety online, right? And not have to have stock necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. So we we're looking for some furniture for the house, and uh, we're looking for like a like a console or like a 
a credenza, like a small, low like a sideboard, if you will. Kind of, yeah. Like this thing behind me. Yes. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is like three names for the similar piece of furniture. Right. Yeah. Anyways, so we're looking at them, and Jeanette's finding uh, stuff at Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's doesn't sell, they don't furniture, sell furniture, but online they do. Oh, interesting. And so it's it's really kind of odd. And then like Jeanette liked a certain model, and then I'm looking, and so I typed in, we want something with color. Like we have plenty of. I mean, wood. you could always paint something though. Like find something you like looking at and then paint it. Yeah, but I'm not going to buy a new piece of furniture and then paint it. Oh, okay. Right, because the paint quality will be so-so, or you know, compared to what sure. a factory finish would have been. So I, I search for using like keywords like teal. And then I, I find the exact same piece that Jeanette found at Bloomingdale's at Home Depot. And it's like, Home Depot sells furniture? It's, well, it's like, it's, I think a lot of these places are just, Walmart sells a bunch of shit. Like I think Target sells third, a bunch of random Third party shit. Yeah, exactly. retailers using established So businesses. Walmart, I know, because I've been on their website looking at Lego stuff before, and they 100% have third party sellers on there. So they're like yeah. an Amazon where they list oh, yeah. a bunch of random yeah. shit. But so I think a lot of that is happening and it's just kind of, it's kind of weird, but it is impressive to me. Not impressive. I think it's interesting how, have you been to the beach recently? I was in Huntington beach, uh, weekend before last. Like bathing suits just keep getting smaller. (laughs) Yeah. But it's a thing where it's just like, I understand like, you know, it's your, whatever but like it's just so crazy like stuff has changed so much in the last fucking three years i think a lot of it is just uh i remember the seeing the difference in high schoolers and their appearance before and after britney spears right like Like, she influenced the whole possibly so i i wonder if it's some of it's that or if it's just our lack of visibility like i don't know how often you were going to the beach in the past three years and so i mean i ride by it quickly right yeah and so and then you go oh this is a trend it's like fashion things because a lot of stuff i'm starting to see circle back around to like it's all like mom jeans and shit back like 90s stuff i saw people the chapman kids are wearing flannels and like Uh uh-huh nirvana t-shirts exactly and i'm like name three bands bitch uh, three songs. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Name three songs. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of that, that interesting cycle of stuff coming back around from when we were younger and also you're seeing it come back. And it's, it's so, it's so weird. Like, I guess the cycle they've said that it used to be like 40 odd years now it's, and it's getting shorter and shorter and shorter to the point where, to what you just said, like, it's our youth coming back already and we're not, oh yeah, but we're not older we're not, what I'm saying is like we're not as old as maybe our parents were when their when stuff that came back. Came yeah, around. so yeah. we're like it, the cycle's shortening. Yeah, it's weird though. Like oh, fashion, not even just fashion, but like even music and stuff. People are like, oh, I like all these old bands. I'm like, what? Yeah, and I think a lot of it's just TV shows introducing right music to it. When everybody like Kate Bush, that song's how old, right? And everybody's like, oh, this is amazing. This was recorded yesterday. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it's ancient. Right. We old. And so are we. Yeah. But you know what's funny? I don't feel ancient. Oh, I mean, I, I don't normally feel ancient. Yeah. Except for yesterday when I was bent over trying to fix this fucking battery and my went to stand up and I was like, nope, going to take a second. My back <laughs> was just like, we are not doing this. Did you have people My like, lower back is just bad. Did you have people watching you like as you were working? Or my sister. Oh, well, yeah. But I just didn't know if passerbys were going, what oh, the no. hell doing? Dude, it was crazy. So I'm sitting there. Bike's torn apart. Or, well, as torn apart as it needed to be. I've got yeah. all my tools out, everything. Another guy on a motorcycle just rode on by. 
Did he give you like the thumbs nope. up? Like didn't hey. even nothing. Nobody stopped. Nobody asked a question. Nobody wants to help anybody anymore. If I see if I'm out riding and I see broken down motorcycles, oh, yeah. or if I'm driving, sometimes I'll pull over and see if they need help. Yeah, I, I I'll do I that too. Tools. When I see somebody pulled over, I'll take a look and see if if they need help. And right. if it's a guy, I don't stop. No, well, I mean, I'll on a bike. I'll stop for who on a bike. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if it's a guy with a flat tire on the side of the road, I'm like, dude, you can do that yourself. You're right. fine. Well, I found there was a guy who was going out to the to Santiago recently, and there was a guy on the side of the road by himself. And so motorcycle broken down, yeah. pulled over. Hey, man, are you cool? He's like, yeah, I got roadside, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, what's wrong? Asked him a couple questions, and it was something. I think he threw a rod, to oh, be honest. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Like, yeah, there was a hole to block. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, nobody's helping you with this shit. And he's like, okay, yeah, so I'll wait. No problem. He's like, cool. Where, like, are you by yourself? He's like, no, I'm with my buddies. I'm like, well, where are they? Where are they? Yeah. He's like, oh, they just went and finished the ride. I'm like, but your buddies did they, I, I go, did they stop and ask you what was going on? He's like, no, man, they just left. So they just kept riding and he, his bike broke. Nobody came down to check on him. That's kind of shitty. So I was like, that sucks, dude, but I'm going to go on my ride. So I went and I, on my way back, there's now all of a sudden there's like six or seven people there okay. hanging out with him. Yeah. But the tow truck was already there. So like, yeah, good. it was weird. It is kind of weird. I don't think I've ever seen anybody like abandon their friends like that's that. what's Except surprising for on top gear <laughs> right did you see the latest episode of uh grand tour of the grand tour yeah yes I it did. was interesting it was fine <laughs> I, I the thing is i think the shtick is getting old oh it's it's been old but well it has been but like i'm more interested in clarkson's farms new season yes that's like, true the, top gear and grand tour great they're they're not even really that entertaining anymore because it's just the same thing over and over. But yeah. Clarkson's farm is fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I think I, the it, kid is so funny, dude. Caleb. Yeah, Caleb. Yeah, I, I think it it's just it it frames a different story. You know, the farming right. thing is something that we're not as familiar with as the right. the car thing. So the car, like, okay, here we're gonna outfit our cars. But it also shows that he's still car. an idiot. Not an idiot per se, but he's still that he person. He plays that, yeah. yeah like that that's character. still his character, and to take his character out of the context that you know him in. Yeah, and he's still entertaining. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. So I started watching a new series on Hulu, uh, actually on Friday night, and I'm all caught up on it as of this morning. And the series. I'm going to assume it was not the new season of Karate Kid or Cobra no, Kai. Excuse no, me. it was uh, Welcome to Wrexham. I watched 10 minutes of one of the first episodes. Last it's night. great. So last night, one of the guys that I went with, so it was Jason, you, yeah. know, you know, you know, Allie as well. Yes. Allie's brother went with us. Okay. And we were talking. He's like, you got it. Like the show's so good. We, I don't know how it came up, but we started talking. If you like, like Ted Lasso, it's a very familiar. So that's kind of what he said. And I was like, well, I've, I've heard of it and I sort of know. So he gave me a little bit more of the background. So I got home, I watched, I'm only 10 minutes into the first episode, but so for everybody it's interesting. that's listening, if yeah. you're at all familiar with Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso is this... Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, is yep. this fictional story of Jason Sudeikis being a American collegiate football coach, getting recruited to coach European uh, European soccer team. Right. And he knows <laughs> nothing about European soccer. Yeah, and it gets weird. And it gets weird, and, it, and it's following his adventures as a coach in Europe. And so it, it ha the, the main central point of the of the Ted Lasso story is European soccer or football. Right. So Welcome to Wrexham is in that same vein because it's all about European soccer, 
but it's an actual documentary of Ryan Reynolds. Yep. And um, oh, what the fuck is his name? Rob uh, McElhenney. McElhenney, yeah, who, who is, is from Always Sunny in, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And from what I understand, they didn't know each other. And Rob, and so the the very first episode, Rob's like, I was interested in buying this team, but he's like, I only have TV show money. Right. And he's like, I needed comic book, action figure, gin, you know, money. Right. And so these guys met up and purchased a team, even though they didn't know each other in person. And you actually see them meet each other for the first time. I, I'm not that far into In it. this documentary. And the thing that makes the documentary so interesting is uh, Wrexham is in Wales. And so Wales is a part of the United Kingdom, but it is not part of England. It's its own country. Right. Um, but when it comes to like the Olympics, they compete as Great Britain, but right. otherwise they are independent. Right. And the the community in which this this team exists in, in Wrexham, they have I think it's the oldest uh, football stadium in the world. Is where I, think they play that, at? I think I saw that. So yeah, maybe I saw it in the preview. They they mentioned it a couple times throughout yeah, the okay. series. Yeah. Um, and it's the third oldest football team in all of the world. That's crazy. And apparently it was. So like, there's a lot of legacy. Exactly. Right. And and Rob McElhenney, he pitches it. He's like, I grew up in Philadelphia, in South Philadelphia, and the the two towns are kind of similar in that they were very working class, uh, working class, yeah. blue collar kind of jobs. Right. Um, and so for Rob growing up. The Phillies, or not the Phillies, the Eagles was everything. Yeah, right. So he remembers the experience of going to the game, even though he can't remember the games themselves. Sure. And it's kind of the same thing for the people that live in Wrexham. Going to the game is such an experience. Right, right, right. And so the documentary gives you glimpses into each one of these people's lives. Oh, so that's cool. It talks to, like, the pub owner. Right, right. Yeah, that's right next to the stadium. And you get to see what the team means to him in his viewpoint. Um, the team was staffed by a bunch of volunteers for a long time. Oh, shit. Like, the, the city actually bought the team. Yeah, the city owned it, so they bought it from the city, right? Yes. Yeah, so... And so they had to go, it had to, go to an, a, a vote. I got to the point where he's, on, he's still on Zoom calls. Yes. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. But I also... So last night, Brett, who's Ali's brother, was telling me that they were... So there, if there's three main tiers of European soccer... They're on the fourth. Three main tiers. They're on the fourth. Yeah, yeah, so they're not... They're on the lowest tier of professional soccer, and any lower would be semi-professional Right, like soccer. they could get relegated back to semi-pro. They're yes. that low. That low. But there's this whole interesting like story that happens in that even hierarchy. They so explain, he was kind of, he was giving me a, like, I don't, I'm not going to give it away. But if you watch Ted Lasso, that's yeah. kind of the same plot point. When they talk right. about getting relegated, which yep. means getting dropped. Well, they got relegated in the first season, right? At the very end, yep. they, they lost and they had to drop down to a lower level right. of championship soccer. Yeah. So they're not premier. Premier's the top. Pr I think premier then champion. And then there's something, something. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. And so it's very interesting after watching Ted Lasso, which takes it from a different viewpoint but it's again around this that european same soccer kind of, right and here you're getting it from the coach's viewpoint you're getting it from the fans viewpoints and it's all those stories are fascinating i mean you have adults that have been fans of this team their entire lives and they're crying so it's a cubs documentary <laughs> in, in some ways yeah right um but it it's it's airing on fx new episodes air on wednesday it's nights on hulu. but it's on hulu it's on hulu yeah but 
I've, I'm all caught up, and I have to wait till new episodes come out to watch more on Hulu. Oh, cool. Okay. So I the the season started. I want to say at in August, and so here okay. we are now in, in almost the end of September. Right. And so I've watched the first ten episodes. I think. Well, they're physically the club itself is on their second season of Ryan and Rob owning it. owning it. Yeah. Right. And so actually, I'm on episode nine. Episode ten comes out Wednesday. Oh, okay. Uh, and then it'll be on Hulu immediately afterwards. But it's a great documentary. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm super interested, and I I had seen the preview. Yeah, and we, I sent you a clip. We did, yeah. You sent it to me. And I was like, oh, that looks really interesting. But I didn't. I kind of lost track of when's it come out, Yeah, what, what the rest of it. And so, honestly, last night when he told me, I got home from the show, watched, watched 10 minutes, and then realized I had to go sleep. I was exhausted. But it's worth I'm, watching. I'm, yeah, I liked the thing. And part of what was spurred our conversation was so Ryan Reynolds owns Aviation Gin. Right. Aviation Gin just opened their first distillery, distillery public kind of place in Portland. Oh no way! And so his like he, Ryan Reynolds does it. It's fucking funny, dude. He's talking about how yeah, we just opened this place. Come see us, blah blah blah. And you can go on a tour. And then he just grabs somebody random and he's on the tour. He's like, uh, you know, it's almost like you work here. Here's a broom and like starts getting them to sweep. Or he's like, there's this guy and he's like, he asked him like towards the end of the clip. He's like, so is the gin done yet? He's like, I don't even work here. He goes, and he like says something to him. And he's like, can I? He goes, can I go home now? He goes, not until the gin's done. Like it's just it's pretty funny. So like it's really cleverly done. Um, but the yeah, show, it was the show captures Rob's and Ryan's personality in there. Right. So you you see the dynamic. Rob is definitely the bigger sports fanatic. Like he doesn't know anything about soccer, but he's totally into it and he just gets the, it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's an amusing watch. It's not a comedy by any means. Right. But there are some lighthearted, funny moments. But you, you really feel for the players. Like they're actually trying, though. Yes. Yeah, which is cool. And and so like they, they tr- once they take ownership of the team, it's like, okay, well, how do we turn this team around? Because as you mentioned, they're playing in the lowest of the professional leagues. Well, and to your point. And they've been in that lowest league for 13 years. Well, but to your point, that's a historical team that yes. you cannot fuck up. The team could actually fold. Right, like, but that's, that would but, be yeah. like buying the Red Sox. And running it into the ground. And just yeah. trashing it. Right. I mean, they're doing that now, but that's yes. a different different story. So are the Angels. But, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm hoping the Angels end up with new ownership. I think they're going to sell. Well, Artie Moreno has said that they're yeah. going to explore. Right. Which I hope means, yes, do it, but... At least they're open. Yeah. Yeah. But if you get a chance and uh, you've got thirty minutes to kill, you can you can bust through an episode of Welcome to Wrexham. That's our hot uh, hot tip this week. Yeah, that's Watch that's Welcome our viewing tip of the week. And it's W R E X H A M H A M Wrexham Wrexham. It's it's a it, it was and the the weirdest thing is I I heard about the news about the team about Ryan yeah. and Rob buying this team right. like it seemed a year like or two a hoax. Ago. It was like oh that's interesting. Not a hoax, but like a weird. Who well, gives a shit? And well, the news came about during the 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 peak of Ted Lasso frenzy, right? Like you know that was really big on Apple TV, and then yeah, it really was that long ago. And then they talked yeah. about Ryan Reynolds and, and Rob uh, McElhenney buying the soccer team. You're like, oh okay, and they're gonna make a documentary. All right, and then I forgot about it, and then I saw on the social media they had a, a posted a clip. And then I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's on. Well, the, and it's the, like, airing. The you know? preview thing that you sent me made it seem like it was a mockumentary. Yeah, that was. It didn't feel like this is real. That clip was from episode seven, which is probably the only episode you could skip. Because that one is set, like, it's all filmed on a, on a 
set in a uh, studio. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not documentary that episode. It's right. like a filler episode. Right. But everything before and after that episode is documentary, and it's it's actually really interesting story. If you're into documentaries and you want to like another one, so on if you have Disney Plus, they did a documentary about Industrial Light and Magic. Oh no way! It's like nine or ten parts long, and they're about an hour apiece. It's a lot of viewing. Oh wow! But it is legitimately one of the most interesting things I think I've ever watched. Um, you remember the, you know, the old portable, I don't think I guess they still make them, but those portable guitar amps that were called pig noses. Yeah. Yeah. So like brownish leather, the, the volume knob was literally a pig nose. Okay. Right. The guy, one of the original guys that ran ILM, that was his other invention. Oh no. Why? Yeah. So there's all these really cool things that you learn about that these guys were doing. And then the, the way ILM kind of just became what it is today and up to what it is now. And like they Pixar was the computer that they developed to do animation right. and they sell the thing. And, and he was like, well, I want the name too. So that's why Pixar is called Pixar. Oh, okay. But there's like all this, like all these rad iconic like moments and every single time they made another movie, it just became like, it was started just to make star Wars. Right. And then it just, and then it was like, well, I need to keep Lucas was like, I need to keep these people employed. What do we do? So then you get Raiders of the Lost Ark, you get Goonies, you All get right. E.T., you get Is it a new documentary? Is this a little it's older? Within the last year or so. Okay. But it is What's it called again? I think it's called Making the Magic or something like that. All right. It is it's on Disney Plus. It's go to the Yeah. It's yeah. easy to find. But it is legit another one of those things where I had heard about it's it. It's called Light and Magic. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's a six-part series that tells the story of Industrial Light and Magic, the special effects company George Lucas founded to make Star Wars. But it is fascinating. That's my announcer voice. Thank you. <laughs> it is absolutely fascinating. So we've got two two recos this week. All right. Yeah. I Welcome to Rexham and Light and Magic. Yep. All right. Let's 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 get out of here so they can get watching. We should because uh, I'm done. I got dinner plans. Let's go. I know. You're going to go to the Olive Garden. Yes, all you can eat breadsticks and salad. Oh, do you think you could go in there and only get that in like a cup of soup, or would they be pissed? I think they don't care. Oh, why does the Olive Garden? I don't know. That's I, not really where you're going, is it? No, no. I don't know when the last time I've been to an Olive Garden is. I don't know where the nearest Olive Garden is. I remember where there was an Olive Garden. The weird thing is, is like I think I see Olive Garden more on business trips and unfamiliar cities than I do anywhere <laughs> around home. Dude, I had Red Robin last week. On purpose? Yeah. Okay. It was good. Really? Their burgers are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when's the last time you went, I'm going to go to a Red Robin? Yeah, exactly. In fact, when's the last time you saw a Red Robin? There's one not too far from me. Oh, is there? Like in the neighboring town. There's, um. when I lived in the Pacific Northwest, they were everywhere. But the thing I hate about it, we I think we've, I've been there once in the past year or so. Oh, okay. They, they have that weird touchscreen kiosk oh, that they want you to awful. order and yeah. pay the bill. And it's yeah. like. Why am I fucking tipping a tablet? Right. Because they just have random people bringing the food out. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. And okay. on that note, and on that hate. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups podcast. And for this, we apologize. <laughs>